Hey, Carly, did you know that Autostraddle is fundraising right now? Oh my God, Reese, I did know that. I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh, this is so awesome. I'm so glad we're talking about this right away. Um, Autostraddle.biz right now, we are fundraising to keep Autostraddle going in this year because digital ad sales are still super, super, super low to non-existent. And so we are really relying on your support to get us through so we can keep doing the vital and important work that we are doing and publishing those posts that teach you all the things you need to know about how to be gay and how not to be gay. And also, you know, about the movies and TV shows that you love and politics and all the wonderful things that we do and all the wonderful articles that we write. Would you say that Autostraddle is the most popular and well-known independent queer media site in the world? I actually would say that, yeah. That's incredible and it sounds that. like that's a really valuable thing to have for the community and it would be yeah. just a shame if it had to shut down or something awful like that. Especially during this time when so many online newspapers and magazines have had to do big cuts and cut their staff and cut their rates. We haven't done any of that. That's And huge. that is because of your support. Yeah. That's incredible. Where else are you going to find... Nowhere. ...a website that's going to recap every queer movie or TV show that you've ever wanted to read about or talk about important books that you maybe didn't read or current events... Mm -hmm or other important things to the community through an incredibly intersectional lens. And might I add, also be the reason that this podcast exists. That's right, To Ellen Back is an Autostraddle production. It sure is. The thing about that that I think is interesting is that autostraddle.com is this sort of contained world, but the podcast exists out of that space. It sure does, yeah. And I think that people who love the podcast if you wanted to support the fundraiser um i think is there a way that they can kind of like leave some sort of a, a message or like a thank you specifically saying how much they love to ellen back they absolutely sure can there is an option when you give or when you buy one of our amazing fundraiser perks which are super super cute so fucking cute they are super super that cute you can leave a message on our wall and if you leave a message and you say that you love the podcast then that will make us look really good and popular. That's amazing. I mean, imagine a future where Autostraddle is putting out more podcasts. That would be wonderful because um, I love podcasts. I love podcasts too. I mean, I mostly listen to this podcast, but if Autostraddle had other podcasts, I would listen to Autostraddle's other podcasts also. Yeah, I listen to other people's other podcasts. Why wouldn't I listen right. to Autostraddle's other podcasts? That would be incredible. Yeah. So I think if you're especially here for the audio content, make sure you mm -hmm. let us know. I am here for the audio content. Yeah. Let us know that you are a supporter of the podcast, that you love that Australia is doing podcasts, that you love this podcast, that you love our hair and our words, our thoughts and our noises. More noises, please. We make all kinds of cool noises and have a we lot do. of impressive thoughts. Most of our own sound effects even, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Also speaking of audio if you like to listen to me talk i have i got news for you this thursday the 18th of february i am doing an event on crowdcast um about queer independent media and i'm doing it with gabrielle corn who um is the former editor-in-chief of nylon and she used to write for autostraddle and she just published an amazing amazing book called everybody else is perfect and we are going to be doing this event at 4.30 PST, 7.30 EST. And you can RSVP at crowdcast.io slash E slash how to own it. All one word. 
and we will post information about it on our um, Instagrams and it, it should be really fun. And you can yeah. do, it'll be a Q and A, you know, you love amazing. podcasts. You love listening to me talk. Doesn't that sound cool? Aren't you going to, are you excited about it? I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm going to, I would love to hear what you and Gabrielle have to say. You're both super smart and super cool. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. So, you know, if you have the ability to support autostraddle.com's fundraiser, you're going to want to go to autostraddle.biz. Check out all the perks. The new merch is so cute. There's stickers, there's notebooks, there's a bag. I kind of probably am going to try to get all of it. It's so good. But um, now is the time and every little bit counts. You know, help save queer independent media now more important than it ever has been. That's true. You say that every time. And And every every time time it gets more important. So support autostraddle.com's fundraiser by going to autostraddle.biz. And now on to the show. I love this podcast. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. <laughs> that was not our best intro, but hi, we're back again. It's a podcast about the L word, where every week we talk about it. It being the L word. The L word, yeah. Yeah, the L word. Um, every, every other week currently, but it used to be every week. Um, now it's every other week. Also, it's because we want these to be the best episodes we've done yet. You know, season six really deserves our all. (laughs) 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 So today we will be talking about episode 602 entitled Least Likely. This episode was... They really set a low bar for themselves. They really did. uh, Like what? With that This one was... And again, what does it have to do with anything? I don't know. Maybe like Max is the least likely person to be pregnant on the show. Is that what it has to do with? Some might say almost unlikely, but we can get to that. Yeah. Um, This was written and directed by Rose Trochet, who is amazing. We love her. And it originally aired on January 25th, 2009. Remember 2009? Mm -hmm. Barely. Yeah. That's a long time. My hair was like to here. Which is so different from how it is right now, where it's like yeah, to now here. It's <laughs> to here, yeah. So it's been, my hair's grown a lot since 2009. Wow. Actually. Incredible. So that's the fun thing about me. That's um, great. I also wore more eyeliner in 2009. Yeah, that's fair. We also um, got to go places uh, in mm-hmm. 2009. Yeah. Um, we are so excited because we have a very special guest today. Yay! Oh my God. Guest, please introduce yourself. Oh my God. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm so thrilled <laughs> to be here. I'm We're so thrilled to have you. I'm we just so genuinely excited. so excited to talk about this straight up disaster episode from this straight up disaster season. <laughs> yeah, couldn't have said it better uh, than that. That's accurate. Yeah. Christina, tell us about yourself. What do you do with your life? What do I do with my life? I'm a contributing yeah. writer at Autostraddle, the website that you might have heard of. Um, I am familiar. Yeah, yeah, I thought you might. Yeah, you guys might have like a little bit of knowledge about it. A little, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also a writer for Netflix's queer social media channel, The Most. 
And I kind of just spend a lot of time running my mouth on the internet about usually women over 50 who I would like to hit me with a Mack truck. So, <laughs> you know, you have a brand, you stick to it. Yeah. I mean, that's a great brand to have. Thank you. It's been a really lovely road to get here. Incredible. I think your it's tweets incredible. are really funny. Same. Thank you. I love to hear that. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan of your Twitter presence. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be here with both of you. Two legends who I, I truly adore. Thank oh, my so God. Much. I mean, thank you. Obviously, it's, it's an honor to be a legend. Um, <laughs> I just also want to mention, because you didn't mention this, that you are one of the hosts of mm-hmm. a simple podcast. True. Which yeah. really there I, is another which, podcast. Yeah. There are other podcasts other than ours, Reese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to listen to two podcasts, I would recommend it would be okay. this one. And then you could listen to a simple pod, which uh, me and Jordan Cruciola and Alana Bennett talk deeply in depth about the film A Simple Favor from 2018. <laughs> which is famously one of Reese and Mai's like favorite films. Yeah. And the, the podcast is so good and goes so in depth. And then... I love that it's I love like I don't want to like gush too much, but like I love that your podcast clearly started as like three friends wanting to talk about a movie they liked and then turned into you guys getting these like crazy interviews with everybody. Yeah, the guest part really took us by surprise. I will say that Um, it was really thrilling to get to talk to so many of the folks who were involved with the film, but it was just like wait, we just kind of started this because like famously it's a pandemic and no one's really doing anything and we thought it'd be fun to talk about this movie and suddenly here I am on a Zoom call with Blake Lively. Like what's going on here? That's wild. It that is was wild. Truly wild. Um, I should listen to it. You should, Reese. I think you will quite like it. I got through at least two full episodes while I was in a few months ago in a, in the line at Dodger stadium to get a COVID test. Um, and it was mm. a great, it was really just kept me from, you know, falling asleep at the wheel. Of That's exactly a very the slow scenario moving line. we envisioned <laughs> when we started the pod. So I'm really happy. Um, Christina, will you please tell us your L word origin story? I discovered the L word. I have, I have to assume it was like late high school, like one of those days where you're just like flipping through channels. Maybe my parents weren't around. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a very clear memory of being worried that it was going to be the last thing on the remote. You remember when remotes had that last button? Oh yeah. Uh And you spent like a weird amount of time being like, oh, if my parents check the last button when they get home and they see I was watching, I don't know, MTV, they're going to be like, you're Yeah, I was going to say MTV. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I thought they were going to do. They like left me home alone for three hours. Like, of course I watched TV, but I wanted them to be think I was only watching, I don't know, PBS or whatever. Um, (laughs) I wasn't, spoiler. Um, (laughs) I have just such a clear memory of seeing it and being like, those are two ladies and they seem to be doing it. Go on, show. <laughs> Go on. Continue. <laughs> so was it like on the air at the time? It was on the air at the time. Um, who's, who's to say what time that was? Because famously, what is time? Um, exactly. It was sometime in the in the mid-aughts, I'm going to guess, based on how I know the show ran. Um, and then I really like did a proper watch of it in college and was like, yes, good, this. I will say I haven't <laughs> seen the sixth season probably since that rewatch, because if I'm rewatching it now, like I'm going to hit, you know, probably one through four and then I'm going to say I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> On you ladies who I love, yeah. but my God, at what cost? But like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's only so much any of us can handle, you right. know? Right. Yeah. And turns out 
I was right about season six. It is as bad as I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets worse every episode, too. So this is yeah. only the second one. But it's right, already right. pretty terrible. Even this one, I was like, well, this is better than I expected. Because my memory of it is is like, you know, like the bottom of right. a barrel <laughs> that's inside another barrel that's inside another barrel that's in the bottom of the ocean that's in the core of the earth. But like before the Big Bangs, so it's actually in space. So this was like... Well, this is fine compared to that. Whoa, that's incredible. I'm wow. always saying that. I'm always saying <laughs> yeah. that about things. Right. <laughs> right. Did you have Absolutely. any did you have any favorite characters? Oh yeah. I am trash for bet. Um kind of <laughs> even, you know, now as a somewhat emotionally healthy person, I'm like, I watch uh-huh. her make terrible decisions and I'm like, good, mm-hmm. good, great choice. <laughs> Awesome. It rocks that you did that. It rocks that you're cheating yet again. I love this. I know that it's wrong, but I look at that woman's face and I'm like, give her everything on earth. I don't understand why she doesn't have everything. Give her whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Whatever sleeves she wants. The 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 things I wrote oh about the sleeves. I have a lot to say about the sleeves. <laughs> a lot to say. We, about we the will sleeves. get to the sleeves. We will have a sleeve. Uh, please pay close attention for my spinoff podcast. Sleeves. It's just all about her sleeves in this one episode. I cannot wait to listen to sleeves. Yeah, maybe you'll get Jennifer Beals on it. Fingers and toes crossed on that one. <laughs> oh um, my god. Yeah, Bet was always the fave. Carmen, obviously, huge fan of Kit. Who's not? Who's not out here supporting Pam Greer and the work that she does? Right. Famously naming her bar hit. Um, (laughs) Fine. It's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. But don't fight anyone at this club, even though altercations have occurred now two episodes in a row since they changed the name. Well, I mean, listen, it's a place for fighting. It's a a fight club. Let's be real. It's It's a fight club. It is a fight club. club. It's the L word fight club. Oh, my God. Um... Okay, so should we should we get into this disaster of an episode? We really yeah. should. Yeah. We should. Okay, it's time. Well, I know we don't normally talk about the previouslys, but there is something very important in the previouslys this week, and that is fucking Dylan. Yep. Yep. Oh, really? They put her in the previously? They, they put sure her in the previously. And I was like, wait, I haven't watched this season in a while, but I <laughs> yeah. don't. What? I think that happened last week. Oh, hold up. That didn't happen in the last episode, did it? And then I, of course, had to like go through and just like do a quick scrub of episode one. And I was like, no, because famously we did other things in this episode, like discover Jenny's yeah. dead body. <laughs> yeah. Right. And have it wheeled into a living room. We didn't have time for Dylan. Uncovered. No. Mm-mm. There was, unless Dylan is one of the Schechter Seven, and that's going to be a real twist. Whoa. I'm trying to make Actually, that happen. Isn't I'm she? trying to make Schechter Seven happen. No, Schechter Seven is happening, and I am awesome. bulk ordering t shirts that say <laughs> Schechter Seven. Okay. If Christina says it's happening, that means it is actually happening. Um, yeah, so they totally shoved a clip of Dylan into the previouslys, and I also have not seen season, I haven't seen season six since it aired originally. So I yeah, had completely same. forgotten she ever comes back. And oh, was really? truly shocked to see her in the previous season. I was like, oh, God, here we go. She's coming back. Completely forgot about the storyline entirely. Just gone from my head. But at, later in season six, Dylan pulls a kitchen knife out of a butcher's block and then and then puts it next to Helena's face. You don't remember that? No, 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 no. 
Reese, when I tell you that I don't remember any of season six, I really mean that I don't. Aside from the dance contest, I don't remember any of season six. No, the the light knife play is ringing some bells for me. Um, Right, yeah. (laughs) Like a faint bell, a faint bell. A faint, perhaps formative bell? Maybe we can... (laughs) I'll just jot that down to discuss later. Offline. Note to self, we'll look at that scene for later. Um, yeah, so that was a little foreshadowing in our previouslys. Um, so the cold open. <laughs> the cold open like is legendary. I do want to say. It is so good. <laughs> First of all, Nikki's hair, I love it. I love the like the feathered mm-hmm. thing and the whole the whole feel is very like like 70s sort of like Mm-hmm. Like you're like a porn star in your flat with your bikini friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, if 2009 did the 70s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is this supposed to be her suite at the Chateau, I'm assuming? Like, is that where she is? Or is this supposed That's to be I her thought? like new house? I, I was getting like a hotelish vibe. But then mm-hmm. as they moved the camera through the space, they just kept revealing more space and more people to the point where I was yeah. like, how big is the room? How many? What is going on? But... You know, I'm not a, a rich person. I wouldn't know about. I always think suites. that rich people live in really big apartments that are somehow always really clean, and you can't see any of their their like normal pedestrian possessions. Like all their all right. their like lotion is like hidden away. It's but like angles. their vase is is out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should say that. So the cold opens for the entire season are going to be people saying that they want to kill Jenny, but like in using like a phrase that people use to that where they're not really talking about murder. It was so subtle, which I thought was nice um, <laughs> that Nikki says she should. I want her dead, like dead. And I was like, yeah. wow, I love subtlety <laughs> in writing and in acting. This is beautiful yeah. to watch. Jenny Schechter is a liar and a user. Trust me, you are not going to get away with this. You are dead meat, Schechter. Dead. Yeah, that brought me right back to Revenge, the TV show <laughs> Revenge. The classic of the genre. Um, right, so basically Nikki is yelling at all of her friends about how Jenny fucked her all night long and then said it was a showmance. And she's going to take her best friend out of her top five Um because she's mad and that's what you do when you're mad you take some out of your top five so then it costs more money to call them exactly so if i recall was, this was a fun t-mobile promotion yeah. in the late <laughs> mid the the, the aught, like the mid to late yeah, yeah it started in 07 mm. yeah and um i in my research today because i was like this sounds like a t-mobile thing from back oh yeah years ago and it was and um but I found an old commercial that was like Dwayne Wade and like Charles Barkley for T-Mobile faves. But yeah, you basically get an unlimited free calling to your top five faves. Mm. And she's removing her best friend from her top five. It's going to be much more expensive to talk to her now. That so. actually makes she's a not going to be like in the loop because I was thinking that it was a T-Mobile thing, and I was like, well, why wasn't I familiar with T-Mobile? But if Catherine Zeta Jones was no longer doing their promo ads, I wouldn't have cared. So that makes <laughs> exactly. a lot of sense. That's good to know. Yeah, they also had like cutouts like. Catherine Sage Jones cutouts at the store, the T-Mobile. I store. tried to like, buy one once. So <laughs> in a thrilling show of what I was still calling heterosexuality. <laughs> oh my god. Really good stuff. Yeah. Oh my my notes do say Nikki the legend. So <laughs> kind of take that as you will, I suppose. I mean, I yeah. Thought, um, you could tell she had freckles. I didn't know that before. 
I don't know that I clocked that, but I'm thrilled that you he- are here to do so. It's a good thing mm-hmm. your eagle yeah. eyes are here with us always. Then we get our theme song. Christina, do you have any particular thoughts on the incredible theme song for this television program? Every time I think I'm out, it pulls me back in. I'm just like, oh, I still know every (laughs) single word to this. That's mortifying. It's impossible to erase it from your memory. What things could I know in the space that the L Word theme song is taking up in my brain? You know? The L Word is taking up a lot of space in my brain that I think could be filled with things like my EIN number. Mm, um, sure. Good luck ever remembering that. Mm. My address, which I've still been giving to people incorrectly, you know. Great. Um, cooking. Yeah, cooking. It's kind of all of it. Cooking. I'm going to say that I'm not. I'm not a person who cooks solely because L word mm. is taking yeah. up all this space that could be used for cooking, but it's not because L word's there, right. and that's why I'm not into cooking right. and I'm not right. good at it and don't do it. That sounds. That, that we'll go with yeah, that. That's what science is. I think so. That is, that is that science. Is super Which, science. And we are experts. Right. This is a science. science. I thought this was a scientific podcast about science. This is this is a science, is. Pod, uh, yeah. science show. Cool. We talk about science. Um, last week, we got into a lot of science, and I'm sure it will come up again yes. this week. Really looking forward I'm to that. I'm positive it will as well. Um, so then we go to the hit club where um, we meet um, this uh, drag queen named Sunset Boulevard, who's going to spin at the hit club. And Kit really likes Sunset Boulevard. But also another thing I want to talk about is, do we really think that Helena and Kit's favorite film is Casablanca? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Like in what fucking not. universe is Kit Porter like creaming for fucking Casablanca or whatever, however you pronounce it. It's no. a super boring movie. Helena's favorite movie is Basic Instinct. I'm certain of it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Helena would love a simple favor. Helena would love a oh simple my favor. God. And to be she clear, would. I also wrote Helena the legend in my notes. A lot of, <laughs> lot of that happening in my notes for this episode. <laughs> Um, I did some, I did a quick Goog and, um, the actor playing Sunset Boulevard is not a drag queen. Um, well, there aren't any, so right. how would they, right. how, could how they, would they find how a real find one? A drag queen they in really, 2009? They, right. they really <laughs> yeah. could not have found a drag queen to play a drag queen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. It was Canada. Sure. So. You're right. Famously, no drag queens north <laughs> Right. No, because once they get too cold, it's, you got to shut it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need temperate for brunch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> for, brunch. for drag brunch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Sunset Boulevard is a big Kit Porter fan. So she is like down. She's like, I will be here. To They're like giving her like a preview almost like a little tour. They're like, this is where the this is going to go. And I'm like, OK. Also, interestingly to note here, Kit and Helena have both, quote, sworn off men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like nodding. Now, as far as I recall, Helena is... <laughs> Not bisexual. She is a lesbian, I believe, right? Rather a famous lesbian, yeah. I would. Famous, yes. Yeah, fam- yeah legendary, some might yeah, say. Yeah. Some. Yes. Could be me. <laughs> so that's just that's just a fun thing to She did she was like I did a long time ago or something like that. Nah, something about well. how she's like sworn off men are. What if I just stopped describing myself as a lesbian and just start saying I swore off men a long time ago? <laughs> like that's my sexuality now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I think you it should works. definitely start doing that. Cool. Yeah. Thank I you. I love that. So we go to the planet where, um, wouldn't you know it, Alice and Jenny are type, type, typing, typing away on Having their Having a type off. Having a type off. Um, Tasha is reading out of a large binder <laughs> because she has police academy to go to. And yeah. um, womp, womp. you know, last week when they, 
last week they did this really big thing where they split the group into two tables at the planet. And this week, wouldn't you know it, they are continuing to that split. separation of the group. Bet and Tina refer to this as martyrs and cheaters, which I think mm -hmm. is a bit reductive, but whatever. Oh, I, I thought it was cute. Really? You think Bet and Tina were being reductive when they talked about their <laughs> friends' problems? I am shocked to hear it. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Weird. So Shane, um, Shane apparently, Shane has room in her brain for cooking because she went back into the kitchen of the planet and made waffles, which is really hard, mm -hmm. made waffles for Jenny and had them delivered to Jenny. But Jenny doesn't want her waffles, but mm -hmm. she has Alice communicate that to Shane that she doesn't want her waffles. And then she throws away her waffles, which is wasteful right and absurd. There's like other people there. There's probably people right outside who she could give her waffles to. Like, for sure. Alice um, would have eaten the waffles. Like, I don't understand. Alice definitely yeah. was eyeing the waffles. And then Tina was like, ooh, waffles. Right. And like Jenny, right. just, Jenny just like moves the plate under her nose so she can <laughs> snip it and then dumps it right in the trash. I was like, wow, rude. <laughs> like two things really jumped out at me about that scene one that she takes the time to explain that she doesn't that she makes alice explain that she doesn't want the waffles and then just gets up and throws mm -hmm. them away like could have just gotten up and throw them away it was a pretty clear yeah pretty yeah. clear action yeah and also mm -hmm. like why was that garbage can so far away she walked for so <laughs> yeah. long i was like still no garbage just a note she had to walk hit. to the entrance be yeah, yeah. Because Bet and Tina yeah, were they walking need to have more garbage cans. In yeah. the door, they also said, "Oh man, how about that new valet service?" Oh, I know. I Helena's like, really changing this place. I was like, classic oh, Helena. <laughs> there is nothing I hate more than pulling up to a restaurant Truly. and seeing that they have fucking valet service. Because then it's you my know, least favorite you thing. can't park there. This is so LA culture. I'm just gonna nod like I understand, but I'm like, this yeah, is this is very <laughs> LA culture right now. Yeah, um, it's gonna cost. Um, then you know it's going to cost a million dollars to park there and you can't afford it because you're already stressed out about affording the restaurant. And then you're going to have to find street parking, which is going to be hard. So in conclusion of my report, somebody adding valet parking is not a valuable service. It is a annoyance and mm -hmm. a problem and a scourge. I would also um, just wanted to point out that Bet's being a really shitty sister to Kit because she's essentially saying that like Kit was doing a bad job at running the planet because now that Helen right. is here, they have valet and thank God. And I think that's really unsupportive of her. And I know that's yeah. so out of character for Beth to be really unsupportive. Wow, shocking <laughs> Sometimes I forget that they're sisters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't act like it. Um, but there is that cute moment where Bet and Tina have to do rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to sit at which table. And that's cute. Right? I did have a chuckle that Bet was like, I, I'm always rock. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> cute. Um, and now we're into um, some some murky water here because Jenny and Alice appear to both be writing treatments. Uh-oh. Another mm. word that the show clearly invented, treatments. They also were showing close-ups of the laptop and those those were scene headings and like. Yep. Those were screenplays, yeah, those, but they were, those weren't treatments. Those, weren't treatments. those were not treatments. They were screenplays written in the wrong font in the wrong application. But sure, mm. if only the writers of this show could find some writers uh, to tell them how to write uh, <laughs> scenes about writing. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Well, Alice thinks it's going to be easy to write a screenplay, and then you become rich, and then you move to Malibu. But uh, Tasha hates Malibu, um, so. Right. This is continuing our theme of y'all have famously nothing in common. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Every every moment of this of last episode and this episode is trying to under, any moment with Alice and Tasha on screen together is trying to underscore 
as mm-hmm. much as possible how little they have in common. And they're doing it with a trademark mm-hmm. L word subtlety, which I really appreciate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Tina says that Jenny's a great screenwriter and then Alice should show her the treatment, which is bananas. And then we find out that it's Tasha's first day at police Academy. It sure is. Ah, yeah. And, um, <sighs> Tina says she looks great and you know what she does. She looks incredible. She, she does look great. I do believe my note for this is Tasha dot, dot, dot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And then Tina makes a comment about if they're, when are you guys going to couples therapy? And Tasha gets very upset because Alice cannot keep her mouth shut. I do see where Tasha's coming from, but also yeah. Tina and Alice are like very close friends. And I feel like you tell your friends everything. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think you could go either way on this one. But again, this is the show kind of clobbering us over the head with the, they see different, have different opinions on things. I would tell everyone we were going to therapy and no one that she was going to the police academy. Yes. Same. Yes. Like her only thing <laughs> exactly. today, therapy. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's my first day. No, it's our first day at couples therapy today. She's dressed up. I dressed her for therapy. I dressed, her, I for dressed therapy. her for couples therapy. That binder says police academy. Do. Police academy is actually the name of my therapist group. So exactly. I see how you would be yeah. confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Police academy is yeah. the name of the building we go yes. to for group therapy. Yes. It's also the name of the treatment for my film that I'm currently writing as a screenplay. Um, and so she just has the binder for it. Mm. And but she's she's still unemployed, but it's 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 all fine. It's totally um, fine. Um, I have a feeling she's going to be the best dressed. Uh, yeah. Young cadet. I would <clears> think so. They get into like a little argument about Alice wanting Tasha to dress differently. And that's that was analysis wrong. Weird. Yeah, it seems yeah. like Alice picked, like read the room. Like why? Why this yeah. moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like. Uh. Also, honestly, aside from last week when Tasha did the like the vest with the tank top and the baggy jeans, but that was cool at the Again, time. It was 2009. Tasha has exactly. made a minimum compared to everyone else. I would say she's probably made the least amount of fashion mistakes of anyone in this cast. I will say it's real bold for Alice to come in and hot at Tasha for yeah. fashion mistakes. Alice, <laughs> like I can't think of anything where I've been like, what is Tasha wearing? Yeah. Um, Helena, Switzerland. Helena Switzerland, she will not be getting involved. Also, um, they mentioned that they're going they're going to Dan Foxworthy's. Yes. So that once again, the only therapist that any of these people have ever heard of in West Hollywood, where there's no therapists, is this right. white man, which is very disappointing. And he's we know he is very bad at his job. And he mm-hmm. continues to be bad yeah. at his job in this therapy mm-hmm. session. He sure does. Yeah, he does. Ooh, man. Alice, Alice has this great moment where she talks about how the vibes are really bad because because she and Jenny are are like not speaking and she's just like, guys, the vibes, the vibes. And I thought that was very funny. It was funny. And then Bet and Tina are like, well, we have an announcement, which no one asked for, but we're going to say it. Classic. Classic. Making it all about them. They want to adopt a baby. Yeah. They're going to adopt a baby within the next six months and build a second floor to their house. Which I'd be like, (laughs) I mean, I knew they were back together in this season, but I was like, oh, right. They're back together in this season. Like this again, (laughs) like these fights again, these conversations Uh, all over again. I do think they were trying. I think they were trying this season and it's evident in this episode. I think in last episode too, to really show Bad and Tina as like a cute married couple that had their little married couple things. Mm -hmm. And that was like, I think that spoke to viewers who are in similar relationships, who are fans of the Ben and Tina dynamic. Like I could feel them being like, we're settling into this relationship and like where they're going to be doing like, they're going to have their cute little couple conversations and it's not going to be, you know, whatever. 
Yeah. So I felt like that's, and, and I felt like I really felt that in this scene with the rock, paper, scissors. That was um, nice. I did enjoy that. That was yeah. cute. It feels um, like, you know, to really kind of really like solidify the central relationship of the show in the final season mm -hmm. of the show is incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, what an incredible decision. <laughs> yeah. um, and great timing. Really groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. I mean, just mm -hmm. no one's ever thought to do that before, you know? Mm. Um, and uh, so Jenny is pissed. Jenny is. <laughs> She's like, when were you going to tell me about construction? She's like, we're telling you right now. No. Which I actually is love. so funny. I did laugh out loud. <laughs> I did too. And she's like, how am I supposed to write? And it's like, that's not their problem. And also no one asked me how I would find time to write when they decided to retrofit my apartment for earthquakes. And now I can't even park anywhere, let alone write. Yeah, no one ever asked me how... I feel about writing on a day when someone like my housemates want to do something or like make a single sound yeah. around me. I'm like, Whoa, how am I supposed to write you guys? I'm yeah. writing a treatment. Yeah, exactly. In West Hollywood, <laughs> in West Hollywood, I don't think there's anywhere you could live in West Hollywood that wouldn't be next to construction. At That's fair. She's lucky yeah. that it's just a second floor on their house and not like a, like high rise condos that were erected where there used to be individual family homes. Yeah, that's all the time. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So shame wants to be forgiven. Shame wants to be forgiven. Jenny um, doesn't want to do that. Yeah, and she actually pass. tells, yeah, hard pass. <laughs> She's like, you create a trail of destruction and you don't take responsibility for it. To which I say, glass, yeah, glass she's got a point. Babe. Glass but, houses, babe. <laughs> yeah, once again, I would suggest for Jenny to perhaps purchase a mirror and then go stand in front of it and like really think about some stuff. Just Mirrors some ideas. Just some thought. Well, you know, you can get those like $5 mirrors at like Target or whatever. Those, the, the like little flimsy ones we had in college. Right. Because you couldn't look at your phone. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because your phone couldn't do that for you then. Because it's 2009. Exactly. No, 2009. There was no, no. way. You just no had way. your five right. and that was it. That was it. You <laughs> yeah, had your you five had to look and then the, you were your five friends on your own. <laughs> also, is this a moment to talk about the ruffles on Bet's shirt? Is she wearing the shirt? Yeah, I have been wondering, do we start talking about when I do we want to start talking about it? Right. Des despite this scene being 4,000 times longer than it needed to be, I think this is the right time to talk about the sleeves because this is where the sleeves are introduced to us. And they are, I would say right. they are aggressed upon us as a viewing audience. I feel like they were yes. thrown into mm -hmm. my face. I was given no time to accept them. I was given no time to think about what they could mean in like a larger sense. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really take the time to puzzle yeah. out the larger ramifications of these ruffles. Sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like if you were making cupcakes, but like, or like muffins, but like jumbo muffins. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like the muffin containers were made out of like silk and then you smash them all together and then you put them on a shirt. Oh my God. That's, that's evocative and beautiful. Wow. It is beautiful. But I'm also open to other des descriptions and actually eager to hear them. Yeah. I was thinking kind of like a pirate that like got drunk and lost and <laughs> somehow the only thing that like managed to stay intact perhaps after their ship sunk was the ruffles on the shirt because I couldn't yeah, quite yes. tell what else was happening. Like, was it a vest? Yeah. Like what's, going on we there. don't know was the best part of the shirt yeah we'll never know i just squinted at it for i like paused and squinted for a really long time and then said that's actually beyond me i'm gonna have to move on 
Yeah. Yes. It, the sleeves, I, I thought maybe there was some sort of like future mop technology mm. that could be perhaps mm. created based oh, on yeah. the architecture of the sleeves because the density of the ruffles is that's true pretty extreme mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe they're very absorbent if made with the right material i don't know who can say but i definitely got a, a pirate vibe as well mm -hmm. definitely was feeling pirate energy um and uh just a really kind of uh just deeply disturbed by all of it like right. it really just really me. upset to see yeah yeah it's almost like she was cursed by that butterfly to never wear anything cute do you think, Reese, maybe, that yes. when she put the butterfly dress back in the closet uh -huh. with presumably the rest of her clothing, that this right. shirt was in there and wait, hear me out, mm -hmm. maybe the shirt had normal sleeves. <gasps> yeah. What hath the butterfly wrought? Let that marinate for a sec. What if that was a normal button up and when she took it out of the closet to wear it the next day, yeah. it had the most ruffles per square sleeve inch of all time. This makes me wonder how cursed Bet was by the butterfly because did she just not notice? Did she just say, I assume that's what my shirt always looked like and I will be putting it on again? Right. That's harrowing to contemplate. Oh my God. It's like her clothes are like gaslighting her, but she doesn't even know it. What if it's changing her reality so she doesn't see it as ruffles? She just sees regular sleeves. Oh, wow. Right. Like in Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah. What if, yeah. What if the, the, the gaslighting abilities of the butterfly dress are actually changing Beth's reality, but no one mm -hmm. else's? Wow. Mm -hmm. This is something I'm going to have to sit with with quite some time. Yeah, you know, yeah. as we said, this is a science podcast Famously. and we are just here to to posit some theories, mm -hmm. scientific theories mm -hmm. um, about what's happening this season, yeah. because a lot a lot is happening. And and, <laughs> you know, I think that it's so um, kind of strange, a lot of what's happening that maybe yeah. this is the only explanation for it. Yeah, I think when scholars look back, they will point to the butterfly as kind of the beginning of the end for both yeah. this show and also perhaps humanity <laughs> perhaps yeah, i think perhaps you could yeah. trace the downfall of society to the airing of the season five finale mm. because that's when we were introduced yeah. to the dress Used to the butterfly yeah. shirt yeah and then i think by re flapping right into our lives yeah flippity flapping and then i think when they <laughs> re-aired those scenes at the top mm -hmm. of season six there was some sort mm -hmm. of compounding effect that happened perhaps yeah. i don't know but I think mm -hmm. it's all really good that it's good that we're really talking about this. I think it's important. I think it's good that we're working through it. Yeah. I think it's yeah. really important yeah. for a, it's the really community important. and for humanity at large. Absolutely. And the scholars mm -hmm. that you mentioned before right. the scholars. We love scholars. Exactly. We love scholarly work. Yeah. Big fan Hot. of scholars. Yeah. Love Speaking that. of things that start with us. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Perfect. Then we go to Shenny's. <laughs> You are so good then, at that, Reese. Thank you so much. Um, so then we go to Shenny's. Shane is planting some flowers. And mm -hmm. Max and Tom are like, what are you doing? Weird. <laughs> That's the whole scene. It's such a weird scene. It's so weird. Yeah. Max is like debuting his full beard. It is full. Uh -huh. I'll say that about full. that beard. Yeah. I'm not going to get into my Max and Tom rant right now. I will save it for later. But just know that it's coming. Yep. I do think this is also where I wrote, Max, I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we have so many things we need to apologize yeah. to Max about. Yeah. We will get to those later. Yeah. Um, and then 
Jenny comes outside with just all of her entitlement, asking Max to fix her computer, and he can't because he's going to his final consult, and everyone acts like they all know what's going on, except for us. (laughs) And that's great writing. I love a show that has taken such pains to explain, like, the word showmance, treatment, (laughs) the waffles being thrown out, but this genuinely important moment of character development, they're like, you guys, you guys get it, right? Cool. Let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, flower boxes. Yeah. Anyway, we can't spend too much time here because we have to go to a marketing meeting for the worst film poster I've ever seen. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This is like, it's bad, but I do want to wallpaper my house in it also. So like, that's kind of something (laughs) I'm working through, like on my own, I'm I'm on my own journey, but it is terrible. It's called The Girls. Now it's not called Les Girls or Lay Girls anymore. Now it's just The Girls. There's a man and a woman which is the 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 guy the guy and, and Nikki and they're making out and it says behind every woman is a man who wants her back which well true is not important to the movie and Tina's upset about it and honestly um I felt like this was a classic example of a woman being shut out of the major decisions that are happening in the media you are so right. You are Reese. so right. This is a moment where Tina does not get to be a CEO, and it is a uh-uh. shame. Um, <laughs> I will say the girls is a better title. The poster sucks. Yeah. But again, I do it's want it bad everywhere in my house. So again, yes. just duality. Yeah. We're working with that. Um, it is mm-hmm. a much better title, just like for a movie. I will say. Yeah. And like American audiences famously don't know French, mm. so I feel like it's right. good to have right. changed it. Right. Yeah. They had test screenings without Tina. And of course, the test screenings, they loved the new ending because the test screenings were probably full of straight people. And or maybe it was just Aaron and the other guy and the whatevers. I don't know. Anyway, this movie is going to suck. It was already going to suck. And now it's going to really fucking suck. But you want to know what else, my friends, that I have learned recently as somebody who's writing a fictional book that (gasps) has characters based on real people. All of these people could have sued. This book never would have been published with how close all of these things were to reality ever. But she changed the name so, so well. She hid the identities so well. That would not have gotten past legal. <laughs> it would not. Interesting. It's, I mean, I think it's just really brave to posit that anything that Jenny ever wrote could get published, I guess. <laughs> Truly. Right. I think that's like yeah. another Truly. really brave, like kind of groundbreaking moment coming from the yeah. program, The L Word. Um. So, sorry, I need to ask a question. Mm -hmm. So last, the premiere episode of season six picked up exactly where season five ended. At the end of season five, they were saying they had just decided to change the end of the movie and they were going Mm -hmm. to do reshoots. Yeah. So how much time has passed since episode one and episode two where they have already done the reshoots and have already tested them and come up with a new title and an entire marketing campaign? Especially since Nikki was just like in bikinis she wasn't like right working and also where has shane if it's over a week where has shane been living i just think it's really brave to bring the concept of time into the l word universe because (laughs) absolutely brave yeah yeah famously not a universe that handles that concept well or with any kind of internal logic one might argue that time does not exist in this universe certainly a flat circle here certainly for sure Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It it struck me as a little a little odd. But you know what? Everything else is a little odd. So who's just yeah the sleeves? The sleeves. Yeah, right. and we're and we're also, right back to the sleeves. 
and we're we're not going to be getting very far away from the sleeves because they are coming no, for us. the sleeves are not getting very far away from anyone who's no. anywhere close to bat exactly and now we go to carly university yes, yes. carly where, university my university the university of me yeah. <laughs> where everyone is coming all over jody's roast of bet porter um <laughs> which was raved about in an art journal uh and they're really excited because of this great art piece, which, by the way, was terrible. <laughs> it's going to be really good for Carly University. They're going to get so many more applications because that's what art schools want is even more applications. Yeah, that's the problem with art schools that they have not enough application. <laughs> no one wants to. No one wants to do it. Yeah. You know, no one wants to do it. There's a dearth of twenty somethings who wanted to yeah. go to art school. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have so many spots and just so little people to fill them up. You know, that's why they end up with people making Barbara Bush Iraq art yeah. in their program. I know? just what Jody did wasn't art. I just don't understand why we're <laughs> yeah. carrying on like it was. <laughs> it was a revenge piece. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think about it, like what is art? You know, like when True. you take the time to mm. think about it in a, in famously mm -hmm. as we love to do a scholarly way, it's like what is art? And art is it seems yeah. whatever the hell you want it to be. So in yeah, that that's way, that's a really good point. Jody did want to do this, and thus perhaps it is art. And again, I just want to be clear: I wrote Jody, and then I circled it in a heart on my notes. So <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jody looks Jody fantastic. looks incredible redacted just redacted yeah <laughs> like she knew she was coming to a meeting and that bet would be at the meeting yep. clearly yep. yeah and like, that bet was going to be in those sleeves and she was going to be in herself win. she said i'm going to one up she the sleeves with yeah. just what i look like i would also like to say that uh bet uh could uh, this also would not have gotten uh past legal this artwork <laughs> a lot of things on the show might not have gotten past legal <laughs> <laughs> it's technically also it's bet's voice it's bet's words right and under fair you it's not under fair use mm. no also bet clearly didn't, didn't know she was release. being recorded also when right. was jody recorded we've never even <laughs> never in never, time whatever never never oh. once i'm just saying they were trying to do a spinoff of the show where they were going to do like a prison spinoff which by the way i was thinking since i have like some sides from it we should like do a reading of all the sides that we have of the of the farm oh my um, god well i'm glad i'm here so and, i can call shotgun on that project <laughs> yeah yes, oh my god yes Whew. and then um so they're trying to create this spinoff of a prison show. So they're killing Johnny so they can have a prison show, which didn't work because it was terrible. But they could have done a legal spinoff that's just Bet suing all of these people that she could have been suing this whole fucking time. Most legal shows are centered on a lawyer or centered on a case. You know what I mean? But this would be just centered on one woman with a lot of lawsuits to file. And maybe her lawyer is Christine Baranski. I don't know. I'm just spitballing okay, here. So I am close to tears. Um, there are a lot of things <laughs> I love in the world. I. I can't explain to you how much one of my favorite genres is legal, comma, all. I just, <laughs> the concept is brilliant. Love the courtroom drama. It's perfect. And I obviously oh tonight will be starting my treatment for the show. <laughs> Famously written yeah. in Final Draft. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how you do it. Um, that's that's so how you write a treatment. brilliant. I'm going to have to take some time to think about that. Reese, that is such a good idea. Wow. I think. Thank you. I think there's so many lawsuits that could happen it's just from bet alone. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My only other note for this scene is uh, bet sleeves. That's, that's the whole note. So yeah, just, she's, she's still, still wearing, wearing the shirt. 
yep. she's still wearing mm-hmm. the sleeves. Weirdly, Jody doesn't say anything about the sleeves, um, which is shocking because she should have. She should have told right. her mm-hmm. that they yeah, were. Yeah, she's allegedly an artist disgusting. with a vision. Also, she yeah. we know she's very petty. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Low hanging fruit, Jody. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Then we go to uh, oh the doctor. Mm. First of all, uh, there's two Leslie Feinberg books sitting on the desk just randomly like at this desk like one of them is a novel the other is stone butch blues which is a novel based on a true story but it's just like really this doctor would just have like stone butch blues sitting because on the doctor well, was it? learning what trans is right which is a butch lesbian <laughs> right the doctor was learning about trans and butch right before mm-hmm. max got there <laughs> Oh, you caught me studying. Reading all three books oh, at once. Whoops. Yeah. I, me and all my books. Oh, boy. It's like, this is actually not an open note final. This is your profession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should know what you're doing. Um, so Max uh, would like the doctor to feel his pecs. Okay. Can I just interject really quickly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Please. Yes. As we are two days away from my one year of top surgery anniversary. Oh my God. Um, it's already been a year. Dude, I can't handle it. It's my brain shut God, down you've when been I inside the entire time. Holy God. Yeah. Okay. I've been on I've been on quarantine now for a year because I yeah. went inside oh, after surgery right. and never came out again. Because mm. wow. the timing, it was like six weeks later, we was, was Corona lockdown. Yeah. So it was like I was just re-emerging yeah. as my new whatever. Um, it's yeah, it's like truly tragic for me and all me alone. Um, yeah. But um, the other day I, I got some weights and I've been doing little like chest presses. And the other day I yeah. made Robin feel my pants. <laughs> Yeah, that's when fair. Max did that, I was like, oh no. Well, sometimes art does pull out truth, even when it's oh, so, yeah. so wrong. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Please continue. <sighs> okay. So um, Max, as we all are aware, this was going to happen, is uh, pregnant. And I have a few comments on this topic. The first one is, um, how can somebody who is meticulously noting the development of their pecs and their body in general fully not notice Mm. for four months Mm -hmm. that they are pregnant? Mm -hmm. Max is paying very close attention to his body, very close attention to his body. It is not likely in general for a person to be four months pregnant without noticing. It certainly happens. We've all seen it happen. I've seen TLC. With various people. Yeah, we've seen, I was about to say we've seen TLC, mm-hmm. but then I was going to, I felt like I was saying too much about myself and nope, the I'm past here, I'm right here I've with you. Had. Okay, <laughs> great. So I, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's possible. It's not likely. Speaking of things that are possible and not likely, uh, Max has been on testosterone now for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So usually if a trans man wants to get pregnant, he will usually stop taking testosterone. Mm-hmm. For a few months, it takes a few months um, for ovulation to return. And it is possible for a trans man who is taking testosterone regularly to get pregnant. But it is very, 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 very uncommon. Very uncommon. Mm -hmm. And they do not present that like this here. Because the whole point of this is for max to be as uncomfortable in his body as possible so that eileen shaken can frame him as a freak and a sideshow of this show and not treat him like a real human being and make his character suffer as much as he possibly can for being a man Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds pretty accurate Yeah, that sounds 
um, and I do hate to say it, but it does sound like this <laughs> whole scenario is something that one might call the least likely scenario, which famously <laughs> is the title oh, of this episode. Wow. So, wow. While I can't agree wow. with any wow. decision that is made regarding Max, I see what they did there. And I'm not proud, not happy about it, but I do recognize that it happened. It did happen, mm-hmm. right? That's it happened. I love that you connected those dots for us. Thank you. Yeah. That was crucial. At the time that the storyline happened, obviously, Eileen Shagan saw Thomas Beatty on Oprah. Right. And wanted and was like, oh, let's do that. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> he he stopped taking testosterone four months prior to getting pregnant. Because he was trying to get pregnant. Because he was trying Deliberately. to get pregnant. Right. Because his goal was to get pregnant. Yes. And at this time, like, because so obviously I spent some time reading a lot of studies today to be sure that I was correct about all of this. Scholarly. But I also spent because a lot of time science, reading studies. Because it's a science podcast. <laughs> I, read, I, read, I did spend a lot of time reading studies then, too. And I and I can say with relative confidence that most of these studies have happened since that time. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think at that time and still right now, there's still so many questions that they don't that they don't know the answer to like there's a lot of they're not entirely sure about like uh, how a lot of these things are connected and like what like levels of testosterone prevent pregnancy what don't they it's very clear that it's not like it's not birth control or whatever um but Mm -hmm. at the time i feel like it was not really known if this was something that you could if that you could get pregnant well on testosterone it hadn't been discussed it wasn't in the literature um and that just makes it which is fine it just makes it even more frustrating that this is how desperately they wanted to make Max like just a figure for their transphobia. They, yeah. This is such a like sensationalized story mm. too. Mm-hmm. Literally later in this episode, he shouts, doesn't anybody read the tabloids? Like it's so like <laughs> I'm transparently always obvious. shouting that to be fair to Max. <laughs> All I, I go everywhere always. I go. I'm asking people if they're reading the tabloids. Constantly. Mm. I'm not reading them, but I'm asking who is. I just wanted to, just, I just, a, a, t- a quick just temperature check. I want to know. Yeah. I just want to gauge general interest. Um, so what you're saying then, Reese, is that this is a work uh-huh. of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost like, yeah, it's a work of science fiction. And it's also a classic fucking trope <laughs> with trans people. All the fucking time, especially and this happens with storylines with trans women, like on medical shows and stuff. They love to have a fucking storyline where some medical thing befalls a trans person and they're unable to have their top surgery, to, to keep taking hormones, to have a different surgery, to live openly as they want to live. They that is it's a fucking trope. It's done all the fucking time. It's exhausting and it's stupid. And here it is again, because Max is what three days away from fucking top surgery and he's probably got fucking thrilled about this finally oh happening. Yeah. And no, now you can't do it because you're improbably pregnant. Yeah, it's um, another injustice in a character who was treated like absolute garbage from the Mm -hmm. second they were introduced until now, will continue to be treated like garbage throughout this season. Um, Mm -hmm. It's bad. And I personally hate it. I'm going to go on the record and bravely say that. I don't like it. I think it's bad. That's important. Yeah, I agree with everything you've both said. This is garbage. Mm -hmm. I am on the record hating it right now going on the record consider it recorded good Mm -hmm. and um i also wanted to talk about how with the the past scene the previous scene in this scene 
all of this incredibly important character development is happening for Max and for his relationship mm -hmm. with Tom, mm -hmm. and none of it has happened on camera. Nope. And that is, once again, a huge problem. Like, if they had actually let us see their relationship at all, that mm -hmm. would have been really groundbreaking. Like, a cis gay man dating a trans man? That I had never seen yeah. that before when this aired. Like, that would be incredible to see, but it would require them actually giving either of those characters real personalities and like fleshing them out further and spending screen time on them when we can just see Bet yeah. and Tina fight for the 800th time. <laughs> right, yeah. It, like Max was supposed to get top surgery in San Francisco when he was dating Grace. He decided not to. He's now dating Tom yeah. and he is three days away from getting surgery, which means he planned this appointment months ago and this is the first we're hearing of it and that's so fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's so much we could have we, ha we just seen. had season five. None of this was what none of this was there. He was like never on season five. All this was going mm -hmm. on off camera. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell if it was because I hadn't famously hadn't watched this season in a long time. And I was like, maybe there was something <laughs> that I was missing in the development of this relationship. And then I took, you know, just a single second. And I thought about the L word and I <laughs> thought about <laughs> notable history of dealing with Max's character and I said oh we'll simply know that that can't be what happened obviously they've just thrown the storyline in and said let's go with mm -hmm. it there's a line later that I will highlight that made me so so angry about whatever was not happening on screen but we will get to it so yeah the doctor tells him his his surgery is postponed and then he we just end the scene with this like absolutely crushing look on Max's face mm -hmm. sucks Back to Carly University, though. <laughs> I didn't know how to segue that, us out of that. It was very depressing. There's no way to like segue like, okay, that did suck and we hate it. But now back to the fun trash. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There's two types of trash on the show. Fun trash, yeah. which we love mm -hmm. and is kind of soapy and campy. And then there's actual trash, which is generally all the transphobia and a couple other related things and is very bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by EveryPlate. EveryPlate is America's best value meal kit. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door. How does a bank account have an opinion about a meal? This My bank account is very vocal. <laughs> and they send me a lot of alerts. A lot of alerts and it's like, <laughs> feed me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm hungry. Money, not food. We're all familiar with the same scenario. You come home from working a long day, you're tired. Or you work from home and you've been at home all day and you're tired. You don't feel like cooking. You can't justify the cost of spending the extra money on ordering out. What do you do? Every plate. Every plate's easy to follow recipes and pre-portioned ingredients take the stress out of dinner time. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. And it's cheaper too. I personally found these recipes to be really easy to follow. Yeah. I have made two of the meals this week and I found both of them very tasty and genuinely easy to follow. I don't cook and was able to make these meals. Yeah. I made the pasta with the chicken, which was super good. And then the meatballs is the other one I made. Mm, yeah. Um, and that was really great. And I still had some left over for later, which was also exciting. Have we mentioned that every plate is America's best value meal kit? Have we? I we talk did. about it all the time. <laughs> you can think of it like this. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Even at regular price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. Some other meal kits can be as expensive as getting takeout or ordering food, but yeah. this one is definitely cheaper. And it also feels like it's cheaper than cooking from home. So that's a miracle. Yeah, you also don't run into the conundrum of 
food waste. If you Mm -hmm. are a single person and you're just making meals for one, or even if you're making meals for two, a lot of the times the ingredients you have to buy are, there's so much shit left over and maybe you're busy or you're not great at coming up with creative cooking ideas. I know nothing about cooking. Mm -hmm. You're just going to end up uh, probably wasting a bunch of that food, which is terrible. That's Food waste is a huge problem in this country. It's a huge problem in this country. We have a very special offer for To Ellen Back listeners. Try every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code 2LNBACK199. Oh my God, Carly, that's up to a $100 value. Reese, you're right. I love math. So (laughs) yeah, once again, get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off another two weeks by going to everyplate.com and entering code 2L and back 199 T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K-199. That's everyplate.com. Enter code to L and back 199. Do it. Every, every plate. <laughs> every single plate. plate. We got every plate together that we could find. We took all the plates out of every cabinet. <laughs> I brought all the plates over from my house. Whoa. Well, back at Carly University, the meeting is just wrapping up and someone would like to know if Bet liked the work and Bet's response to that is basically like that emoji with the with the flat mouth emoji mm-hmm. regarding whether Line or not mouth. she likes the work. <laughs> I like that that man stage whispered to Jody, who is deaf, <laughs> and she didn't know he I was... I did enjoy that talking to her what a fucking asshole right. that guy sucked yeah. that was really great that she could just and tom's not there him. yeah he had to go call max yeah we're not gonna see that call though that would be, that would be why would we why um, would we <laughs> why would we see that call? because there's another that relationship we care about oh, we care about so much i'm um, happening because uh bet is going with phyllis to her office to talk to her about something and <laughs> but she's oh it's jane lynch Joyce is here. Hi, Joyce. It's Jane Lynch. Joyce is completely naked. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I remember this scene, her being in a barrel, which I realize is I made up in my head. No, but she's bringing a barrel, a barrel energy to the performance of her nudity. <laughs> right? She's she's like yeah, a naked person in a barrel. She's bringing big, like, I just got dunked in a barrel, barrel energy. on a game show energy to yes. her being naked. Yes. So I understand that that's... Yeah, I get it. I understand yeah. that totally. Absolutely. Why is she naked? I don't know. I wrote, well, that's Jane Lynch and she's naked. <laughs> Well, she's asking her to marry her. Naturally, you would take all your clothes off to ask someone to marry you in their place of business during business hours. I would want to be fully covered. I would want to have all of my clothes on for a proposal. I would put on extra clothes, probably. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, is there a coat I could add to this ensemble? I love outerwear, so I'd love to toss a coat on. Yeah. 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 That's how Shane proposed in a winter coat to Carmen Mm -hmm. leaning over the bridge. Which worked perfectly, as we all know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was great. And that turned out great for everybody. Phyllis doesn't want to get married. Also, this was filmed during the sliver of time when uh, same-sex marriage was legal in California. Um, However, this was filmed obviously prior to Prop 8 passing. Mm -hmm. And by the time it aired, Prop 8 had like really, really passed. You know? That's what they say about Um, Prop 8. So this was just... Really passed. (laughs) It had really passed. It fucking passed, you know? So, but 
the good news is that we get a Gavin Newsom name drop. So that was oh my, my next note after that's Jane Lynch and she's naked is, yikes, Gavin Newsom reference. We'll go to San Francisco. We'll get married on the steps of City Hall. Gavin said he'd marry us. Gavin Newsom, the mayor of San Francisco. That's right. Raised a lot of money for that guy. Wouldn't you know... Joyce Wishnia has donated tons of money to of his campaign. Of course she What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it was a real moment. And then Phyllis, I think, is into it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't and, be into getting married by Gavin Newsom? And that really seems yeah. to be the thing that tr- changes Phyllis' really mind. Does. She's, she's like, I don't want to be married again. Oh, Gavin uh-huh. Newsom in San Francisco, you say. Hold well, in that phone. case, yes. <laughs> So that scene just happens for like literally no reason, right? Like there's yeah, nothing it would comes seem that way. It. Yes, <laughs> no, it's never mentioned again this episode. Okay, I mean, I guess if you can call Jane Lynch and say, "Hey, do you want to be naked and bring a real I'm in a barrel energy to the scene?" and she says yes, like how are <laughs> she you? She would be like, "Hold the fuck yeah!" Jane, you can't Jane Lynch says yes to everything. I think yeah, at, at that, that time, I feel like Jane Lynch was filming Still. like 75 projects a year. Yeah, you know, like Jane Lynch, yes, Jane Lynch, yes, yes, yes. yes. Guest star, yeah. guest star, guest star, guest star, host of a game Very show, guest, guest star, star. Guest star. <laughs> with <laughs> Jane Lynch, with Jane Lynch, and Jane Lynch, as Jane Lynch. Then we go to the world's worst couples therapist, oh my Dan God. Foxworthy, for a tune-up. It is Alice <sighs> and Tasha, but you wouldn't know it because Alice is answering all of the couples' questions for Tasha. Whew. Is she ever? Oh boy. There was like a half a second where I was like, okay, I see what he's doing, but he's going to very quickly interrupt and say, it's interesting that Alice is answering every question. He chooses right. not to do that. And instead he says, Now, Tasha, this process works much more effectively if you participate. Which is just <sighs> a harrowing misread of what is occurring in that scene. <laughs> like, like a thousand percent a misread. Like, what a terrible therapist. So, yeah. oh my God. Like, we thought he was bad previously, and now we know he's even worse than we thought. Right. But he also, he let Bat do this to Tina, too. Mm. Like, this is, he just sits there and watches it play out. (laughs) I understand. Now, Tina, you don't need to talk this week. Letting Bat talk over Tina. I don't understand letting (laughs) Alice talk over Tasha. No. Mm -mm. Can't. However, when Alice talks about the cheating thing and wanting credit for not cheating, and then Tasha reads her like a book in her very first line in in couples therapy. She just, I think that she told me because she wanted to break up with me and bringing this woman between us was the easiest way to do that. She knew how I felt. She knew that I would break up with her. And when I did, she got scared. With this like completely calm exterior, Uh just like unleashes like a series a of truths about Alice. It was that are, disturbingly mm-hmm. erotic to me, but I have been <laughs> in a quarantine pandemic zone for a long time. So things are getting weird. It's fair. But she's wearing her little suit. Mm. Oh, she, oh, she it works. Looks it really worked. Yeah. It was great. It's almost like she's not even in police academy. Yeah. Um, we can just forget all about police. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's another scene that I hate. This is maybe one of my least favorite scenes in, in the whole series. I yeah, think that's that that tracks. Yeah, I um, didn't care about yeah. it or to look at it. It does give us that great line. Don't you read the tabloids? <laughs> what a great line. 
Max goes to the doctor. The receptionist is like, you're playing a prank. You can't possibly be here because you're a man. And then Max, Daniela C, by the way, giving the least to these reads, these line reads in this scene, which I respect. Deeply respect. Mm -hmm. Um, Deeply. (laughs) Everyone in the receptionist's office is like, suddenly they're all friends. They're all like gossiping to each other about, oh my God, there's this man here. There's a man here and he's pretending like he's pregnant and he can't be pregnant because he's a man. And then he turns around and yells at everyone in the waiting room. Look at me. I'm a man and I'm pregnant. Ha ha ha. Don't you read the tabloids? Some might say that that is Eileen Shaken really showing her hand. Uh huh. <laughs> that she yeah. really didn't think this storyline through and purely just ripped it from a headline. But Some might uh-huh. say, Who's to say I deserve a presidential medal of freedom for watching that scene and <laughs> throwing my computer across the room i agree i think all three of us are extremely brave for sitting through that scene today yeah that's the theme of our episode is bravery bravery and scholarship Uh, realistically i think (laughs) (laughs) i think daniela c should get like payouts just periodically every time someone watches this scene like yep like someone vembos them you know a couple bucks just like thank you i want like seinfeld level like residual money to go Every single yeah. time someone sees mm-hmm. a single one of these scenes mm-hmm. from this season, just like, I you agree. know what? You do earn a smooth billion dollars here. Here you are. <laughs> just a just a nice direct yeah. deposit yep. right into mm-hmm. Daniela C's account. Just mm-hmm. easy breezy. No one else gets a penny. Yep. Right. Just Daniela. <laughs> it sucks. It well, sucks. that was bad. Oh, it's very bad. Mm. It's very, very bad. Then we go to Shenny's. Yeah. We're about Shenny's. Jenny is working on her treatment, which, again, is a script, (laughs) despite the show defining the word treatment for us. And Shane is outside um, washing Jenny's Porsche Uh because Shane is just going to keep doing nice things for Jenny until she talks to her, I guess. That's that's the end result, the goal that Shane is going for. I can't here. imagine doing anything in in service of Jenny talking to me. So like this, yeah, really like, lost. Oh, I don't want to talk. Like it'd be great to not never have to talk to you again. So actually, I'm gonna go. Yeah, and and Shane's listening to music too loud. Right. Yeah. Oh yes. Well, Jenny is because writing. She's writing. She can't famously. have the music too loud. Right. Yeah. All she's written so far is is Shane begging her to forgive her. So she's really getting some stuff done. You know, she's really working through her issues. Right. Really great. She's working out on the page. Right. And you know? who am I to judge a draft? Yeah. You know, like I've seen the things <laughs> yeah, I write. Exactly. Yikes. But yeah, also same. Jenny. <laughs> we go back to the world's worst therapist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Alice and Tasha are now it's like a completely di- like a full 180 of like their moods from before. They are now like sitting, holding hands, facing each other. And they have these like goofy grins on their faces and they're like making promises to each other. And Alice promises that she's going to make room in the apartment for Tasha's things, which I really don't think you should need a therapist to tell you to do, but that just feels like a basic courtesy. Um, And then Tasha promises to try and see things from Alice's perspective and to talk to her with less judgment and that she's going to make her breakfast tomorrow. And first of all, that's three things to Alice's one thing. Right. And Alice's one thing, again, is just something you should do normally. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So it really feels like once again, this is very one sided still. Mm -hmm. But they are really giggly and cute for a moment, which is cute because they're cute. And that's cute. And I'll say cute a few more times. Mm -hmm. But um, then we cut to a Dan's face and he has the I wanted to slap him like that, like weird, like grin or whatever. It was on his. I just 
He looked like he was leading the next some cult. He had that sort of like. Oh my look god! Yeah, he was going to ask them to play volleyball at midnight. <laughs> oh my god! He's totally yeah. going to invite them to Albany next. Mm-hmm. Oh god! Yeah. Not Albany. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere but Albany. <laughs> They're like, do you have any homework for us? What? What do we? What's the next sesh? He's like, oh, you don't need therapy at all. And they're like, well, we knew it. We're great. Um, And he's like, you have nothing in common and you need to break up. I will say in his favor, he is right. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. It was also a neat little thing because hearing that from him, first of all, then they immediately had something in common, which is they were both mad at Dan Foxworthy. (laughs) Right. Which is a great place to be emotionally mad at Dan Foxworthy. Yes. Yeah. If you have a relationship that's about to deteriorate, you can suck a few extra weeks out of it by finding a mutual enemy Mm -hmm. um it could be like a co-worker of your partner's Mm -hmm. it could you know it could be like a mutual friend who has wronged somebody you know you can really bring that out but eventually it's going to end up in the same place and that place is you breaking up and realizing you were kind of unfair that person that you were dragging for two weeks couldn't have said it better myself although in this case they wouldn't be unfair because dan foxworthy is a terrible person and a terrible terrible. therapist and he should be fired he is trash Mm -hmm. right he's bad he's a bad man but I do like, I like them uniting in this moment. I think it's funny. It's also like, yeah, of course, this is what you guys are going to do. Be like, no, how dare you? Yeah. You're going to have sex in our car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which bang, is bang, what bang. they go to do. They go have sex yeah. in a well-lit parking garage with the door open to the car. Good for them. I mean, it's the Good only thing they them. can do convincingly well together as a couple. Is hey, have sex. They true. have two things in common. Sex with each other. Hating Dan Foxworthy. Uh-huh. The big that's two, it. as we yep. call them. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's an, in a scholarly fashion. That's what we would call those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like uniting people with a common enemy is like the fastest way to get people to agree. But it also burns out the fastest. It does. Because mm-hmm. there's no substance there, you know. So can't wait to see what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we have to um, go back to the doctor's office. Oh, no. Where Max is being a total asshole to Tom yells at Tom, blames him for getting him pregnant, calls him a faggot, pushes him against the wall and says, you got me pregnant, faggot. It was you. Right. So, you know, everything about this, I'm going to I'm going to be boldly put transphobia aside for a second, because I was like, what Uh is this fight about? Like, I don't Mm. necessarily understand anything that Max is screaming at Tom right now doesn't necessarily again we've never seen their relationship so who's to say if it tracks with what their relationship is but it doesn't there's no way of knowing seem to make a ton of sense based on the time that they said what are what's gardening about so I (laughs) I was just like even as a fight this makes no sense and again just the virulent transphobia of it all I was like I mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. not for me I have a theory Okay. Go on. We love theories. We love science. Science has invented theories. Exactly. Ever famously. Yeah, My theory is that they saw a headline about a trans man getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. They looked at it, said, let's do that. Mm-hmm. The same way they saw Don't Ask, Don't Tell and said, let's do that. And that's how they invented Tasha, who right. does not have a storyline outside of that because they gave her no personality or backstory. So mm-hmm. that happened again mm-hmm. with this, clearly. And in trying to somehow find a way to make it make sense, the writers went back to their favorite Max thing, which is that <laughs> testosterone makes you crazy and mean to people and violent. Mm, and violent, yeah. So, yeah. And abusive. So he assaults his boyfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
because he can't get an abortion because he's already four months along, which mm-hmm. again, how did he not know? But whatever that aside, he <laughs> physically assaults hmm. his boyfriend because of it. What right. is going on here? Yeah. And what I really liked is that they gave us actually like, you know, what happens in their relationship and how they get back together. Just kidding. They're just fine. <laughs> Some scenes later, it seems yeah. okay. Tom says he's he's not ready. The, the 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 ending to this scene is Tom saying he's not he's not ready. I'm like that's well and good and that's an important conversation for you to have, but I feel like the more immediate issue is that um your boyfriend just, just assaulted like you. yelled at you yeah. and assaulted you yeah. in the yeah. hallway of a doctor's office. Um yeah. just maybe like that's maybe like slightly more of the issue right in this moment, but yeah. I mean, again, there's there's no way of knowing where their heads are at, really, because we don't know. We don't know who they are, really. Exactly. No, No. because the whole point of this is just to say that trans people are bad. Right. And they're doing it. They're committed. They're succeeding with that messaging. (laughs) In that way, they nailed it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I know, because there's also part of me where I'm like, oh, I wish we could see more of their relationship so we would understand things or see more of Max's journey so we would understand things. And I'm like, maybe it's better we didn't because they would have fucked it up real bad. There's no way it would have been better had we seen any more. No. Yeah. It would have been so much worse. Also, the only thing they can think about when they think about Max is Max has a body. How does the body feel? Mm -hmm. How does Max feel about the body? Like Max have a beer? What's going on? That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's the body look like today? How does the body feel? Yeah. How's the body developing? What can we do to the body to make it painful for Max? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we go back to Alice and Tasha's and now they are like fully motivated to save their relationship. They are both on Mm -hmm. the same team and the team is we should be together, Mm -hmm. which again, Mm -hmm. united with a common enemy. We're making Mm -hmm. a pros and cons list. Love a pros and cons list. Don't know that I would use a pros and cons list for something as important as do I stay in a relationship? Um, That's more like, for me, it's more like, a you know, do I decide to do this thing or that thing? But, you know, my experience, of course, is not universal. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was funny and cute. I enjoyed it. It was. It It was was funny and cute. And I did laugh when Tasha was like, why can't I be black though? What's up with that? I was yeah. like, that is funny. And that is some trolling I would do if I had a white girlfriend. I would also do that same thing. That was great. And then Alice is like, red. Red is good. Red is color. Red is, uh, sorry, red is love and like whatever. And Tasha's like, no, red represents the devil. The devil? Um, I was going to oh, just good. pull up. Oh, oh, we're going to get to it later. And I can read some of the Oh, items. yes. yes, 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 right. yes, yes, yes. Mm. Okay. First, we have to go to the gallery. First, we must go to the gallery. Okay, so I want to be clear. Here are my notes for the gallery. Bet, dot, 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 my God, dot, dot, dot. I just (laughs) bet. (laughs) Tina, I hate you. Okay, I would like to leave this gallery now. Those are my notes. (laughs) Fair? For this scene. Big, big, big get, big get for the L word this season was that Elizabeth Berkeley of Saved by the Bell fame and more importantly, Showgirls fame um, took some time (laughs) to be in this program. And her role is that she is a wealthy divorcee named Kelly Wentworth. I'm interested. Uh You're like, I'm sorry, did you say divorcee and wealthy? (laughs) Excuse me? And it turns out that she attended college with uh, Bet under the name Juicy Fucking Fremont, and they. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is clearly just like super into Bet, 
that does use the word biatch in a way that was uncomfortable for me. And I think also for Jennifer Beals, I could feel just mm-hmm. a lot of discomfort there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I certainly felt it. I didn't like to see yeah. it. <laughs> Did not. No. Their whole exchange felt like torture for both them. And then as they're sort of like, oh my God, I know you, blah, blah, blah. Your body looks great. Oh my God. Tina's like hovering like, uh, hi. Introduce me. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 I'm Tina. Uh, and hi. that is just. Ooh. Remember me, Tina, your partner? Remember last Tina? episode when yeah. you sat in a car and told me that you'd never cheat on me again? Tina, that's me. With Tina. the butterfly? Remember me? I'm here. <laughs> We're adopting a baby. We're making a second floor. But again, the butterfly has shifted Bet's reality. Bet does not remember, I'm going to guess. That's true. That she told Tina she would never cheat on her again. Just something to think about. She might not recall about. that conversation. And I was thinking, you know, obviously I was thinking about the butterfly. I was thinking about the ruffles. And I was thinking... Her outfit is actually incredible in this scene. So I was like, what, yeah. what has shifted and like what hasn't shifted? Like what what two truths mm. came together for this one very good outfit to exist here in this moment? Okay. Was it yeah. that we had yeah. to put Tina in a wide waist belt or was it just 2009? <laughs> it's hard to say. Wow. That is really hard mm-hmm. to that is really unpack, yeah. which it is. Right. Yeah. What we learn next is that um tina actually has heard of this woman because this is kelly, kelly v fremont kelly, kelly yeah v. yeah yes tina's heard of her because they kissed in college and then kelly moved out of the dorm because she had homosexual panic which is like a super normal thing to happen <laughs> yeah i feel like if i confusedly kissed jennifer beals i would also have to move away <laughs> i would have to cha- i would have to join witsec i would be like yeah Listen. <laughs> Get me on a USA cable drama because I gotta yep. go. I'm losing it. I gotta it. go. Give me a wacky sidekick. We can go fight crime together Ooh, or whatever. Maybe we're lawyers. We're gonna wear suits and uh, my name is not Carly anymore. I can't be Christina anymore because my mouth has been on Jennifer Beals' mouth. <laughs> that name is gone. It is dead to all of us. <gasps> Bet and Tina walk away and Kelly checks her out aggressively. Yeah. Like, aggress- like an aggressive look. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The only way I can describe it. Because, you know, those straight girls, they just uh, have a little bit of entitlement to the lesbian body. mm -hmm. Just a little. And Bet is still, you know, running or whatever. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You just read it to someone she hadn't seen since college. And she goes, look at your body. Are you still a runner? (laughs) Yeah, like... It's also just like one of those things that's like, yeah, that's a very common thing to say to a person like, oh, my God, you still look so great. But no one would ever say your body. body. (laughs) Like that's that's not a sentence. No, that is a fragment Mm -hmm. at best. It's really just two words next to each other. Today's episode is brought to you by Feels. Hey, Reese, do you experience stress, anxiety, trouble sleeping, or chronic pain at least once a week? I experience all of those things every day. Well, you're not alone. Many of us out there, especially queer folks, experience these things all the time. I personally struggle with endometriosis and anxiety and occasional insomnia, and it's a never-ending journey trying to find products that will soothe my pain. It's true. I also struggle with insomnia and anxiety and fibromyalgia, and I'm constantly searching for new products to help with pain management. But you know what does work? Feels. That's right. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. It naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I used it the other day because I couldn't sleep, and it totally helped me get get my uh, tight 14 hours in. (laughs) 
a type 14. It's a type 14. I have found it to be really helpful with the pain that I experience from fibro, which happens a lot when I'm really stressed out or when I haven't slept. Um, and CBD is really great for that. And feels was wonderful. You just put a few drops of feels under your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes. As someone who's tried many things for pain management, it doesn't get much easier than this. Yeah, it's like delivered to your house. I mean, yeah. that's pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. Feels also offers real human support. If you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. Finding the dosage that works for you is important, and they're here to help. I have to say, the most confusing thing for me personally in my journey with CBD has been trying to figure out the right dosage. So this right. is this is very helpful. Yeah, you never really know. No. <laughs> you don't know until you try, and then sometimes it's too Yeah, late. and you don't want to like mess up. Yeah. Right. But Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover or addiction. So you can join us and the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month and you'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Feels has us feeling our best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash to Ellen back and you'll get 50% off your first Whoa. order with free shipping. That's half off. That's free half shipping. off. That's F. E-A-L-S dot com slash 2L and back T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash 2L and back. Woo! And you'll get a really cute package yeah, right packaging at your door. Is super cute. And then you'll feel better it's with feels. Super cute packaging. Feel better. Get it? Get it? You guys get it? I got it. It's pretty good. That was good. So we go back to Alice and Tasha with their pros and cons list, mm. and they have way more cons than pros, which is not a good sign. Not a good sign. Until Tasha has an amazing idea. We're going to rank the items based on a point system so that kind of silly and significant things don't weigh as much as very important things, which I think is a great idea. I do I do think she yeah. is right. It is harrowing how many cons they have. But when you look at them, you're like, well, guys, let's yeah. use some judgment while we're writing things down. Yeah. I know they could have handled this on the front end. Right. Yeah. The cons the feel end. like things that they could have just told each other in passing. Right. Like, hey, could you not next time? Yeah. That's most <laughs> would of you like? Cons. Would you like me to read some of them to you? We are begging. That would be a amazing okay so here's some good things is um that uh tasha had a mani petty with alice once and is open to going again (laughs) i love the construction of that (laughs) that's actually such a thing i would do (laughs) yeah i know that is that is, I, I've, That's I've really also like taken like, reluctant people great. to Manny Petty's have been like, oh, she's open to going again. <laughs> you know, and then it's just like, I don't need to spend money on that. And I'm like, oh, fine, I'll pay for it if you just come with me. Anyway, um, we listen to each other's work stories. Okay. Um, Tasha calls Alice cute and Alice likes it. <laughs> I mean, some of these are just things you would do in a relationship. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite one, obviously. And I want this on a T-shirt. Uh, Tasha makes Alice's bed nice and tight. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. I'm guessing that's an army reference. <laughs> yes. Oh. Wait, did you not think that, that that's what no. that was? Oh, yeah, that's 100% uh-uh. what that was. Of course that's what that was. Bed checks. Oh, that's cute. Famously, a thing they do. You can take the army out of the girl, but you can't. No, you can take. Okay. So um, <laughs> Alice always has a cold beer in the fridge for Tasha. That's nice. 
Just we one. Like to That's rude. She buys <laughs> single beers. I know, beers, right? Individual on, beers. It's just like a 32-ounce Miller Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like a big... What are the big ones called? Uh, 40? 40s? Yeah, 40. She just has one of those in the fridge at all times. Did you, did you drink those in college? I don't know. Um, anyway... So, okay, uh, they like to ride motorcycles together. Um, Alice brings out the best in Tasha. That's too Alice general. Lo- Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alice loves Tasha's buns. Tasha makes Alice feel safe and stable, which is true. Tasha has not met anyone like Alice. Okay. That's the end of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that is just like... Tasha has not dated a white woman before. That's all I'm hearing. And that sentence, that's all I hear well, when I hear that, that. That sentence has a little red arrow that goes from the con side to the pro side, where it then says, but for some reason, Tasha resents those things. Too. Yeah. So that's right. Okay. I <laughs> Which feel I think, even I more think solidified in what I said there. Great. I feel really good that's about that. That's so funny. That's amazing. Um, Alice wants Tasha to be someone she's not true Mm -hmm. that's a pretty big con (laughs) yeah huge uh we don't say i love you anymore which i don't i don't even think that's true i feel like someone's a lazy writer there um alice appears neat but has pack rat tendencies that's and i do buy that that is something that could be true that tasha would be constantly annoyed by oh that would drive tasha up the wall no doubt oh yeah big time yeah yeah, I've obviously been the Alice in that situation. Also, at what point has Alice ever appeared neat? Mm. Good. Good question. File not found. 404 error. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Just making sure. Uh, we go to bed mad and uh, Tasha needs to loosen up. Okay, so some of those are just wildly different on a scale and which is why again, I do think it's great that Tasha's like, why don't we rank these? But some of them are unrankable yeah. like you yeah. don't like me like it's, it's like guys you want me to yeah. be a person i am not like that we go to you bed can't mad. be in a relationship yeah like these are not things you can build a relationship on that no no that pros and cons list could have just been like pros sex and then cons a bunch of stuff that who, who all you was are very at your bad. very core is is offensive yeah. to me as <laughs> a person like, like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah Oy. so we go back to this art gallery Bet and Tina are about to leave and Kelly does that thing that people do where they're like, oh my God, like, let's make plans. Like, remember when people, you, when you would go places and you run into people and then like, you have to pretend yeah, that you want to hang out with them further. Yeah, and got to catch up. Yes. Gotta get a, get a coffee, get lunch. Yeah. Or even worse, what she says, which is, I would like to pick your brain. Mm. Oh. A chill kind of just people say to me all, <laughs> all the time. It's the worst. Thing it's said. the worst. It's so like, can can I take you for a coffee? I want to pick your brain, and I'm like, for one hundred twenty five dollars an hour, you can pick my brain. Also, don't use the word not pick. for a coffee. I don't like the word pick. It's bringing to it's bringing ice pick imagery into my head. I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Lobotomize me over like a shrimp salad or something? Get away from me. Get away from yeah. me. Yeah. Is anyone ever like, oh my god, yes, I'd love to have my brain picked, or like, yeah, like you're like a super wealthy woman who just said that she like dropped nine billion dollars on bad art, but like, yeah, I'd love to share my expertise with you and a car that for matches the- that bad art. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a baffling that's character detail, <laughs> right? Like, okay, okay. Um, then Jody shows up. Yep. Yeah. 
Jody Jody shows up before they can have that awkward dance of like, oh, let me get your number. No, that doesn't even happen. Nope. Doesn't even happen yeah. because Jody's here. And Bet very rudely goes right up to Jody, who is talking to a bunch of people who seem to think that she's great and she definitely is yeah. there with a cute date. And Bet just walks her whole self right into that moment and is like, I need to talk to you right now. Again, Bet yeah. being a nightmare, but I said that rocks. <laughs> it's also she's leaving Tina. Yes. She's leaving yeah. Tina with. Yeah. Which is a great idea. Um, it's one of those things that only Bet can get away with mm-hmm. doing. And even then, like, can she? But like, yes, she yes, can. Yes, she can. So Bet is really upset because after their disastrous meeting at Carly University, Jody said she's too busy to talk to her and she should have James reach out to schedule a meeting. And you know what? She did have James reach out to schedule that meeting. And Jody has not responded. How she dare you, Jody? That's what Beth is saying here. And she's like, I don't know. I'm busy. What? It's not that serious. Doing what? Beth's like losing her mind over this. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Also, where are they located in the gallery at this point? They're like, it looks like they're standing in a window display. I was like, where are you It looks like they're just, yeah. It was shot really weird. Yeah, that's so, I was wondering the same thing. They're fully in a window. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's art though, I think. Mm. That's just art. Oh, right. So they become the art. Got it. Yeah. Jody once again using, using yeah. bet for art. art <laughs> yeah, exactly. She that she's amused. She's good. She's uh, good that Jody. Incredible. Yeah. Then we go to Porter Peabody's Pleasure Palace, where we learn that um Helena and Kit are are both sober and not having sex for work, which I obviously relate to. Um, and because they want to have all business and no attachments. Speaking of attachments, <laughs> Helena's not entirely sober. She's just, just a little bit sober and she does have sex with random people. No attachments. That's the key. Here. No attachments. Right. As luck would have it. Do you know who is in hit club at this very moment? Uh, I believe the Bucky, filling. Anyone hungry for a sandwich? <laughs> Oh my God. Last week it was Liverwurst. This week it's Dylan Worst. <laughs> Dylan is the, the worst. worst. Wow. Wow. Uh, Dylan's here. <gasps> yep, Dylan's here. Dylan's dancing. Yeah. Uh, Alice is really like kind of like back. There's like a, a glimpse of like old chaotic Alice yes. for a brief moment in this scene where she's oh, kind of yeah. like, why aren't you freaking out? Like Alice is really funny in this whole scene. Um, this is the Alice just, I, like, lo- I know and love and yeah. respect. Just like, oh, yes. is there some weird yeah. drama I could stir up and just like spin exactly. everybody into a tizzy and then go home and do my own thing? Sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the Alice yeah. we <laughs> fell in love with years ago, yeah. which is the one who wants mm-hmm. to start shit with drama with the group. Yeah. And then that is wonderful. Uh-huh. That's what we love her for. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But before anything else is going to happen here, we go to see Max, who is playing video games. Oh, I do want to mention that she does say of all the gin joints in all the world, which I which you would think if is you're a possible reference, like right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yes. I glazed right so, over that. Well done. Okay. And then we go, as you were saying. Max is playing video games. Tom is here. The video games literally roar by the way, like you go to the video game, it's like, Rawr! and it's like, yeah, we get it. Okay. We get what you're going for with this. Like, do you get it? He's a boy and he's playing video games because he doesn't know how to deal with well, the do you, Are you sure you get it? Because he's so angry that he smashed his phone. And I think that's also very important and make sure you really yeah. understand. Again, it's that trademark subtlety that I come to the L word for. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. So Tom shows up and apologizes, which I frankly yeah. don't think he needed to do. My whole head, like I a dog. So I was there. like, yeah. <laughs> Max is like really like rude when he like he doesn't even want to look at he's yeah. look at him and he's like I'm sorry um but like what if we like have a baby and become West Hollywood fag dads and I'm like this yeah. man assaulted you a mere amount of hours ago and he's currently <laughs> yeah. not even making eye contact with you as you're trying to apologize for something that wasn't your fault so uh-huh. would you love a mere amount just, of hours ago because again it's hard to say how long it's, it's been there's no way of knowing <laughs> it could be a different day but I don't think it is I'm pretty sure it's been a few hours yeah. Yeah. There's no way of knowing, you know? You know what this reminded me of? What? What? Oh, in the classic cinemas of yore, um, when they used to like portray like lesbians together, they would portray them as sort of like below the rest of society. Like they like they were mean and abusive and violent towards each other, but it didn't matter because they're lesbians. They're like animals. You know what I mean? Right. And like, who cares? Yeah. Like a lesbian should abuse another lesbian because who gives a shit and they won't have to apologize because that's what they deserve anyway for being lesbians to begin with. Anyway, that's what this reminded me of. Incredible. And that's, this is what this reminds me of. (laughs) (laughs) A new segment of To Ellen Back starring Reese. (laughs) Thank you. So Max says he's not sure that he could handle being a dad. And you know what? I think that's a great first, that's a great jumping off point. I agree. I agree. Kind of wholeheartedly on every point. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tom says a line of dialogue that enraged me, Mm. that it like triggered some sort of rage in me that I did not entirely understand at first. And then I realized why he says that he's like, come on, we both make a good living. We said we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Pause, 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 pause. You what? (laughs) How on earth? When? First of all, I thought Max worked for our chart. Last we heard, Max's job was working for Alice and she was he was a glorified volunteer, basically. Huh. Well, they're raking it in now, as you can tell by the fact that I don't think the website's mentioned for the entire season. Right. Well, who knows? It probably is. So they they both make a good living, which that's news to me. I love, though, by the way, that that Jody is paying Tom handsomely for his services. Like, I do love that. That does for track them. for. Yeah, that tracks. And I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. Um, And then that they said they wanted to spend the rest of their lives together. Can you imagine what a conversation about their relationship would even look like? I can't because I literally have no point of reference. I don't know. They had sex during the blackout, but that was their first date. And that was like the last time they had screen time together. Well, they were on the pink ride with all those dramas. Oh, sure. And then, of course, Max assaulted Tom in a a hallway. And now they want to have a baby. Cool. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool, cool. Cool. Max is like, "Hey, I need to think about it. Sorry for kicking you in the balls." And Tom's like, "I'm sorry for knocking you up." And then they hug. It again sucks. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like I don't know what I'm expecting. Truly, like I don't know why I get so upset with these scenes because like I know what we're dealing with and like how shitty the writing is for this character, but like. It's still terrible every time. It is kind of staggering yeah. to revisit and be like, oh, right. Yeah. It was this bad. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Right. It's like surprising every time there's another scene. I'm like, oh, God, what are they yeah. going to do this time? I mean, we've had a lot of trans men on the show and like it impacts people. This mm-hmm. this yeah. character impacted people and how they thought about themselves and how they thought about their place in, communi- in queer community. This feels like a great place for us to once again plug the incredible documentary Disclosure um, streaming on mm-hmm. Netflix. There's a whole segment in it. If if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it because it's awesome. But also there's a great segment about 
Max and about trans men talking about mm-hmm. the effect that this character had on them. And it is really incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we go back to Bet and Tina's. <laughs> Where again, I wrote, I literally cannot believe I am listening to Bet and Tina have this conversation again. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Did you know that people flirt with Bet and <laughs> Tina doesn't like it? So if you came what? into the season six, kind of wondering where they were at. It's but about there. It's right about it's there. still the same place. <laughs> yep. Yep. Speaking of people who are with someone but want them to be a completely different person than they are. Yep. <laughs> well, Tina's basically saying she she accepts it. She's like, I know that that's how you are and that's what you're doing. Like you like to flirt and that's fine. You know, that's just you. That was some nice growth on the part of Tina it for was- her to just be like, Look, this is you and it's fine. Yeah, it was shocking but to Bet see. Bet is still truly shocking to see. But Bet is still yeah. like refusing to acknowledge this about herself, which is no. right. Bet is doing what Bet does yeah. best, which is, well, what if I just have sex with you and then you stop talking? <laughs> and that's yeah. exactly what happens. <laughs> right. Which I think is fun because it's the nice little sexuals and we love the sexuals. We do. And we do. I do think also that it was nice that um, I can't believe I, I mean, I hated Tina. And I feel like I've only even said maybe nice things about Tina. I guess she changes in season five and I start to hate her less. Yeah. I hate her with the fire of a thousand suns forever. So yeah, I think that's fair. That's science. If I'm being completely objective in a scientific way, which we do, I yeah. would agree, which is again, very important mm-hmm. to this show. I would say that, mm-hmm. yes, it does seem like I was a lot nicer to Tina starting in season five. And I think it's perhaps because the people she was primarily interacting with were Jenny and Bet, who were constantly like doing kind of shitty things to her. Yep. So yeah. kind of like she didn't really change, although it does seem like she's like maybe getting a little better at dealing with both of those personalities w- without just kind of like being mad at them all the time. Like she's kind of just like dealing with them in a way that she hadn't really in the past. But other than that, it's just that everyone around her looks worse in comparison. Yeah. So she's still yeah. terrible. Just give her give her an opportunity to be terrible. She'll take it. Yeah. She also Tina stands up for when Bet's like, well, why didn't you tell Kelly that I wasn't available? And Tina's like, that's not my job. But they almost suggest in the scene that they're aware that non-monogamy exists, which I thought was fascinating. They came so, so close, close to acknowledging it. And yet so very far. <laughs> nope. It was more it's it's all this like flirting in the guise of cheating, which is like who oh God, I don't know. They have too much free time. 2009 what a time to think about how you yeah. interact with people it's like wow okay. like what is interacting with people i don't even remember that couldn't be me <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to hit club Porter or Peabody's petter plush thank you palace yep there it is yeah. and i love it. what i love about that is that it rolls off the tongue so i exactly. love about it's that so phrase rolls right up so Honestly, the beginning of the scene, the lighting was so dark that I couldn't really tell what was going mm-hmm. on. Nope. But mm-hmm. um, I couldn't. Alice was watching Dylan from across the room is the gist. Mm-hmm. I think what I gathered, despite mm-hmm. the terrible lighting. And then she looks at Tasha and she's like, do you have my back? And then just marches over to Dylan. And Tasha uh-huh. goes with her fully on board for this, which this I loved. I really loved the energy <laughs> of this. Alice. Hi, Dylan. Really? Really? Excuse me? I mean, come on, hair. The hair in the documentaries? Um, uh, It's like, I'm not gay. I'm 
Hello, Dylan. Yeah, she's a good one. Come on. I got this. Alice. She's got it. The hair in the documentaries. Oh, my God. It was good someone had to address the hair. This is great. They're really working together. Dan Foxworthy's treatments are obviously working. Um, That's what we can say here. Um, Alice shoves, fully shoves Dylan. Yep. So now this is... It's the yeah. second hit that has happened at Hit Club. <laughs> is yeah, there a hit list? Do we have a hit list of just like hits that happen <laughs> at Hit Club? Yeah. That would be a cute little branding thing for them. Like if you're on the list to get in, it's called the hit list. The hit list. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. And like, I think that Casablanca really ties into that really well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the beaded curtains gave me a solid. Uh, why can't I pronounce the word Casablanca? <laughs> I think it's just because you've decided to do it differently every time. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you just commit to one version of it, then you'll be okay. Yeah, you just got to choose. But maybe what you're really doing here is channeling Alice's moment um, where she is completely unable to form a sentence (laughs) to Dylan, which is really funny. Which is really funny. And I did feel very seen by that because while I am not a particularly confrontational person, I can see myself being like, you know what? I've had one extra tequila and I'm going to do something. (laughs) And then getting there and being like, I regret this immensely. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I feel that in my bones. <laughs> Helena is just like, I'm going to just go, you know, Helena inter- intervenes and yeah. it's just like, hi. And Dylan's like, you look amazing. What she should have been like was your body. Your body. Your body. Are you said. still running? Your body. <laughs> Are you still running from the law? But it's also funny that Alice would feel that she needs to like go defend Helena. Like, who on earth doesn't need someone else to defend them more? Like, she's ready to fight. And that's, again, why she's a legend and why I love yeah. her. But, like, I'm not trying to get... Exactly. If she wants to yeah. fight somebody, she's gonna do it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. No. For sure. Um, so Alice starts catching Tasha up on, like, what the Dylan story is. We'll come back yeah. to that because there's a really confusing part of that. Um, but... Dylan, she, uh, you know, Helena's like, did you know this was my club? Because this is my club, <laughs> If you by didn't the know, way. it's my name. <laughs> this is my club. My name, the H up there, that's my H. <laughs> yeah, it's Porter Peabody's Pleasure Palace. Yeah, the um, P in Peabody is mine. Yeah, and she was like, oh, I just got back in town and I heard this was the best girl club in L.A. I'm always saying like, that. Well, <laughs> uh, it was probably one of the only, only girl, girl clubs club in L.A. Yeah. But- yeah. So she's kind of like, so you were looking for a girl club, were you? Hmm. Famous heterosexual. Yeah. She's like, I finally figured it out. And just um, in time. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Great job. After I ruined your life. Yeah. She fully (laughs) ruined Helena's life. (laughs) A lot of a lot of mistakes from the past uh, were discussed. This. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So this is great. It's great when somebody goes through their whole like coming out to themselves process at your expense. I think it's nice. We love to see that. Yeah. 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 This is again, I think I just got bored in my notes writing about Dylan because I wrote Dylan, I guess, like if you whatever. (laughs) So don't even really know what I was going for there. But I actually think that's the most like accurate thing you could say about Dylan. Was she dating Jodie Foster yet at this time? Oh, I don't know. Were you looking it up? Well, while you're looking it up, I'm going to continue with what happens, which is we see Alice continuing to tell Tasha this whole story. I have a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, especially with a couple that doesn't have a lot in common, why would they not be telling each other other people's drama as part of their ways to connect with each other? Like this story yeah. should have been told 
yeah, for sure. months ago. Second problem. Oh, they weren't they weren't dating yet. Okay. My second problem is that she's filling her in on the parts of the story about like Catherine and the gambling and all that, but Catherine's beach house hosted Tasha's going away party, did it not? Yes. So Tasha knows at least some of this story. So this whole thing, while I found it to be hilarious watching Alice like spill this whole story because who doesn't love that and it's such a great moment for it's such an alice thing to do yeah, alice the um, gossip yeah like i and i yeah. like gossip like fuels my bones so like i love anything with gossip but like tasha would know all of this already but whatever absolutely yeah tasha offers to kick her ass which i thought was nice that's cute <laughs> i liked it i also loved when um she was like that girl was not gay and tasha was like her like, yeah. like, like are we talking about, about the same person that girl <laughs> right that that reminded me of yeah it reminded me of having just tom on our podcast who was like what yeah we're like we were like that is the gayest looking person on this show like no <laughs> doubt yeah yeah i think dylan looks worse here than she did previously i think her hair is not as good as it was before and i'm just bad. gonna say but it. i also was like is this the lighting because we refuse to put her in light right so i True. There is also that. Yeah. It's hard to know. Hard to say. Yeah, they're really bad at lighting. Yeah. So then Helena thinks it over. For some reason, I wrote, Alice is really goosing up this story. I've never used that phrase before in my life. I don't know what I was going through. So Helena follows wow. Dylan outside. Oh. I don't give a fuck whose idea it was. You took part. You manipulated my emotions. You used me and you humiliated me and you got you could just prance in here act as if nothing ever happened tell me that you're happy tell me that you're out of the closet tell me that you're oh so sorry for destroying my fucking life fuck you thank you now i know you care shoves her into a car also shoves her into a car yeah a lot of shoving in this episode this is warranted and appreciated <laughs> and frankly and, it was hot sorry <laughs> yeah 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 i was waiting for them to make out like i was fully just right. like oh god they're gonna make I know. out <laughs> i didn't remember when she when she marked out i was like oh my god they're just gonna make out and i didn't and yeah. then i was like oh she's yelling that's better and she was yelling and then shoves her and then walks away and then dylan says thank you now i know that you care Dylan, what again care that i guess like i guess dylan i guess <laughs> you sued her mm -hmm. for sexual harassment for a consensual relationship yeah you sued her for money for your documentary that was already shot <laughs> yeah which was a bad documentary that was like a white savior documentary to begin with and should never yeah. have been made should never have been no. made and they wanted a wide release of a feature-length documentary. Even in 2009, that wasn't happening. Okay, right. that's funny. Yeah, like, cute. It's not finding fucking Nemo. That's like Alice thinking that it's easy to write a screenplay. Yeah. So, yeah, Dylan still sucks. Yep. Yep. Um, it is now the next day. <laughs> it's time for one of my favorite scenes of Reese all time. Reese is so happy right now. Reese, do you want to just tell yeah, it? Just, Reese, I'm just going to let you I tell hear you. I want to hear it for you. I want to hear it from you. Just do it. Okay. So this is like a really meaningful scene um, for those of us who have been waiting for some time for this to occur. And obviously this is an ideal situation for it to occur because Jenny's 
obviously had some problems throughout the series, but has really turned into like a really evil cunt, like fully 100% in this season. And that's hard for me. But anyway, so Shane is just like, whatever, I'm done. Like, I'm going to move out. I can't keep groveling to you because you're never going to forgive me because she's just relishing in it, you know? And so Shane goes upstairs to pack up. She probably has some more Whole Foods bags and she probably has a toothbrush or maybe she has a backup toothbrush also. And like One hair dryer. a little thing of hair. Yeah. Yeah. She has like a mini hair dryer she stole from a hotel. Um, and Jenny is like, Oh, I didn't take any notes. I just wrote, you have this scene memorized. Uh, Jenny's like, Shane, you know that it was you, right? When I said that you broke my heart, I was talking about you. You know, when I said it, I felt like my, my, my heart was breaking. And Shane doesn't get it at first. You know, she's like, gets that she broke Jenny's heart, but she doesn't get why she broke Jenny's heart. Right. But she's willing to roll with it anyway. That's, you know, Classic I think Shane, Shane is used to not understanding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she just kind of rolls with it. And then Jenny's like, I also realize that I'm in love with you. Now I'm like all those stupid girls. Which is just a very vulnerable moment for her because, you know, all this time she's watching all these girls fall for Shane stupidly, you know, and she's like, now I'm just another one of those girls who's falling for Shane. I'm a cliche, you know, as opposed to before when she was really breaking the mold by like <laughs> uh, falling for Carmen or whatever. Right. Um, and then or Jenny falling for the actress playing her in her film. It's just really groundbreaking yeah. stuff. Yeah. But like falling for Shane, that's like, you don't, you don't do that. You know, this right. is like in middle yeah. school when like I had a crush on David Barson and I was like, it's so cliche. Everyone has a crush on David Barson. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. Um, probably said this exact line and then they hug. I don't think Shane's like, it's not gonna be a thing, but then, um, they, then they separate just a little bit and then Shane takes Jenny's face in her hands and then they stick their tongues down each other's throats and they go <laughs> all inside each other's mouths. Did not know we were going to get a sound effect for that. <laughs> Damn. Because they have immediate instant chemistry because what is happening here is love that came out of a deep friendship. Yes. And it's beautiful. And the music is beautiful. And the lighting is beautiful. And their outfits are beautiful. Because <laughs> there's one thing Delbert can do, which is light white people in the, in the morning, which I think is what they're doing that's, here. And I mm -hmm. always say that's a great time for white people, <laughs> the morning. <laughs> Historically, it's when we look our best. <laughs> really good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's really, it's important. Um, wow. Thank you so much and it's for that, just, I thought when wow. I saw this scene the first time, I died i was like i never thought they were gonna do it i just didn't think they were ever gonna do it because no one wanted it to happen no one except Reese. except, except for, me i'm gonna guess and you like, <laughs> i'm gonna me and go oddly, on a limb here an oddly significant percentage of the uh senior staff at autostraddle for some reason um like sarah's on board with it uh linea big fan of it i think even had I don't know how. I well, just assumed anyway, it was a qualification is, to be senior staff. <laughs> yeah. You have to be a yeah. Shenny Sam. Yeah. Rachel still, Rachel's refuses to watch the L word, which I think is a cute bit that we're doing. Oh, that's a great bit. Um, I love that. I love a good bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this just was a really meaningful moment for me and for all of my Shenny fans out there, which according to the population of the Shenny message board at the time, it was like at least a hundred people. I think. Oh, a strong community. Yeah, that's great for you guys. 
but they didn't even like me because I was sometimes critical of Jenny. And so I would go on and try to like be it. And they would be like, we hate you. Oh, shunned by your own community. That's tough stuff. I was. They were so mean to me. And I was honestly genuinely upset. I was like, here's my Shenny people, you know? Look, message boards, they were hard. They were hard back in the day. This is the the birthplace of cancel culture, clearly. (laughs) I know. You were being canceled. I tried so hard. I I started sharing screenshots with them from future episodes as a hope that maybe. That they would accept you as one of their own. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like an, like an but offering. no, you have to be completely uncritical, which honestly, that's the internet for you. You can't acknowledge that people have faults if you have to be a, just a fan of all of it. And I, and I wasn't, but I was a fan of this scene. It was beautiful and that's love, but it's, you know, not going to go very well. <laughs> well, we Ultimately. already know that Jenny's going to die well, soon. Right. So. <laughs> so, I guess if you define not very well as one of them will be dead. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. I guess yeah, I guess yeah. you could describe that as not great. What I was thinking about, like during this again pivotal moment, was just like, <laughs> what did, how did the butterfly shirt bring this into effect? I was also trying to think about that because clearly that's what happened. We, I think we can all agree. We never thought it would change. happen, and then we saw the butterfly shirt, and then it happened. So exactly, and like ergo, the butterfly was. The butterfly dress was present at Yamashiro when Jenny said the line, Mm -hmm. you broke my heart. Therefore, I think it is absolutely a safe bet here to to hypothesize that the butterfly had a lot to do with these two people coming together. Also, Bet lives next door. The butterfly is next (laughs) The butterfly is coming from inside the other house. Yeah. Yeah. First floor. Yeah. And we already know what it did to the shirt that was right next to it. Can you imagine? Like, I'm sure it's powers are very strong up close, but I think even the house Mm -hmm. next door, you're still going to feel the effect. Honestly, there's going to be international ramifications from this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm curious. How how did you guys feel about this scene? You can be honest. Oh, yeah. That happens. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like when I, it's hard to remember mm-hmm. how I felt when the season originally aired, because again, I had blocked it all out. But I think I hated Jenny so much yeah. and was kind of mad at Shane and kind of just didn't care about either of them at that point. Yeah. But really, when you look at the entirety of the cast at this point, who is there to care about? I cared about Kit. Right. And Helena? <laughs> everybody is making bad decisions i don't know everybody was yeah. kind of like fucking off i don't know it was weird but yeah. now i go back i watch it i have new eyes much older wiser eyes and um you know i still didn't really care <laughs> <laughs> right and still it was just like okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 i didn't take a note so i guess i didn't care that much but i, I was just kind of like oh right this is when that occurs yeah nice. it's like is it is this earned for these characters? I think yes. Yeah. I think they did a good job of spending five seasons building the foundation for that. Yeah. There's actually a video on YouTube that kind of covers that. Um, oh, of course. Oh, did, did you, you edit, edit it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Is it set to my immortal? Just wondering. <laughs> I didn't personally do it, but I do watch it every now and then as a refresher. Um so okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hold share that up as like a yeah, okay. as like a secondary yeah. source yeah. for this. It goes through yeah, because the the seeds have been planted, you know, and I've been talking about every seed as it has been planted this whole time. Yeah, no, it's as we've been doing this podcast, knowing yeah. 
that this is where the show is going, I think we were able to kind of talk about it with that with that lens. And especially for me, yeah. famously not caring about any of this, right. but you knowing that you, my co-host and friend, care deeply, I was paying more attention as well. I was not paying that close of attention because, again, this episode is very harrowing. And by this point, yes. I was like, y'all don't deserve my eyeballs on this anymore. And that is accurate. That is extremely correct. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's kind of where I Again, was. bravery, I would say, right. is the theme here. Right. Scholarship bravery and bravery. And then a, <laughs> scholarship, bravery, and of course, the chaos that is set upon us by the butterfly. And that's the episode. <laughs> that's the episode. We did it. Wow. Well, what did we think? Do we like this episode? <laughs> Not great. Not a great episode. Not great. I loved it. <laughs> just kidding. I you loved just, the last scene. You just love the last scene, right? Yeah. I don't think, again, it was another one where I remembered it being worse than it was. However, you know, the Mac stuff is, is so bad. The Mac stuff is and really tough. Yeah. It's really, that was very hard to watch. Yeah. So it was a real mixed bag. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, Reese, I am going to need you to drop the link to the specific Jenny Shane video you were talking about because there are quite a few uh, I'm just seeing in my cursory Google search. Well, there's a lot of um, just like, what's up with the L word videos, which like, okay, like where we left off, I guess. There is an H, there's a first kiss HD updated version, which is the first result that comes up, which is, you oh, know, wow. nice. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to take the, the scholarly journey that you have taken in your life. Well, actually, believe it or not, I know where to find it because Linnea did a standalone post about it. Mm. <laughs> oh, sure. Of course. Sure. And it's, one, <laughs> it's all one of those times where I realized that truly the call was coming from inside the house. <laughs> It has been for years. Yep. Could have just checked, you know, the website that I write for. (laughs) (laughs) That's our episode. Christina, thank you so much for being here. This was so wonderful to have you on the show with us. If people loved you hearing you today, where can they find you? What, What can you tell us? What are you up to? They can come find me on Twitter.com, the website, where I am literally constantly tweeting at C underscore Grace T. Come for hot takes about hot moms and honestly musicals a lot of the time. Um, and also you can find my writing on autostraddle.com, the website that you might've heard of. Incredible. And I want to again, plug mm. your incredible podcast. Thank you for continually podcast. doing that because I do keep forgetting. I, <laughs> it just really brightened my quarantine this past fall when I actually was like, Oh, I forgot. I, I remember you'd posted about it and then I didn't listen to it right away for whatever reason and then at some point in this past fall i was like that's what i'm gonna do today and i just was it was wonderful well thank you pal and again it was so delightful to be here revisiting what i can only describe as a garbage season of a a tv show that was only ever mediocre so that's Uh a journey pile of trash yeah yeah but it was really fun to do with you guys it was so fun and thank you again for your bravery and your appreciation of scholarship and well and and thank you both for your scholarship of course, always. Oh, I you. always am just welcoming people for and thanking them for their scholarship. And, and yeah. this is no exception. 
Thank you so much for listening to To Ellen Back. You can find us on social media over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at To Ellen Back. You can also email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a hotline. You can give us a call, leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. We've also got merch, which you can find at store.autotreadle.com. There's stickers, there's shirts, including a Bet Porter 2020 shirt which is pretty excellent. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And this podcast was produced, edited, and mixed by Lauren Klein. You can find me on social. I am at Carly Tron. Reese is at AutoWin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, Autostraddle.com, the reason we are all here today. Autostraddle.com. All right. And finally, it's time for our L words. This is the segment of the show where we end things by simultaneously shouting out a random L word. Usually these have little to no relevance to anything we just recapped. Okay, Reese, you ready? Okay. One, two, three. Little. Lip balm. Leaf. <laughs> Christina, you said leaf? Uh-huh. That's beautiful. What a beautiful image. Yeah, Reese, yeah. what was yours? A little. It's a word. Little. Oh, yeah. And I, my lips were chapped and I put on some lip balm and now here it is. It says lip balm right on it. Yeah, I was looking at a plant, to be clear. I was looking at a book called A Little Princess. Hmm. Oh, there we go. So So we're really pulling from life. Yeah, really just ripped from the headlines of the spaces we are in physically. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Incredible. Um, Thank you all for listening. As you might have figured out, we are doing an episode every two weeks right now. So we will be back here with 603 in two weeks. Bye. Bye. We love you. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.